Before we get into today's Reddit stories, I first of all need to tell you about one of my other favorite Reddit podcasts out there, The OKOP Show. If you guys are looking for even more daily Reddit content, then The OKOP Show with John and Sam is perfect for you. Just search for the letters OKOP wherever you get your pods. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome to r slash best of Redditor updates, the movie. This is three hours of the very best posts from r slash best of over the past few months, of course, with their conclusions. Now, if you're watching this on the day it's posted, this is actually the first of seven movies I am releasing this week. This is what I'm calling Redditor's Movie Week. Over the next seven days, you will see seven movies from seven of your favorite subreddits containing some of the very best stories that Reddit has to offer. So without further ado, let's get into this one. I keep meeting my birth mum, but she doesn't know it's me. She had me when she was 14, and I, now a 24-year-old man, was given up for adoption. My parents told me about her growing up. I still had the letter that she wrote to me, telling my parents they could give it to me if they wanted. It's crazy reading it sometimes, and knowing it was a literal child who wrote it, saying she's sorry she couldn't be my mummy, but she hopes I'm happy. She was open to having contact, but we moved for my dad's job when I was 11, and then it seemed impossible to find her. But luckily, I did. She's working at this small restaurant, and I keep going, but she doesn't know it's me. We talk sometimes, and she seems like a nice lady. Sometimes when she says something like, do you want a refill, honey? Or uses another term like that, I want to tell her. I don't know why it makes me nervous. We talk sometimes, and she seems really genuine. If it's not super busy, she's more open to talking about random stuff. I literally drive two hours to come and eat at this place just to see her. And it's like she now knows me already, because I'm there once or twice a week for the past three months. So she always says hi with a big smile. But man, if only she knew. All right, then now getting into the update, which let's be honest, we all want to see. Well, I did it. I told her. And yeah, it was pretty heavy. My heart was even beating fast. I kept trying to think of how to tell her. Many of the comments on my last post here mentioned writing her a letter, just how she wrote one for me. Originally, that was the plan, but for me, it felt like I needed to say it. Oh, really quickly, I want to say thanks to everyone for their love and support. Mostly to all the birth parents out there who shared their stories with me. That's what really helped push me to have the courage to confront her. It meant so much, so thanks. Everything happened the day before yesterday, by the way. I did wait for her to be done with her shifts, and that was when they were closing the restaurant already. And I waited in the parking lot. We said hi when she saw me first, but then I told her there was something serious that she needed to know. I first told her sorry for keeping it from her this long. She didn't react until I actually pulled out her letter. And she started bawling from there, like screaming and crying at the same time. I didn't even have to finish the whole I'm your son speech. She just saw it and knew. It was crazy. Next thing I know, she's hugging me instantly, but then she pulled back and asked if it's okay to hug me. Of course it is. And we're just there hugging and crying in the parking lot. 
It hit her hard though. Her legs gave out for a second. So I had to actually hold her up while she's still hugging me for a minute. What really got me was her saying to me, look how big you got. Also hearing her cry made me cry too. She went back to open the restaurant up. She wouldn't take no for an answer. We had a coffee, ate a slice of their pie inside and we talked. So much stuff we talked about. She told me the second time I came to the restaurant, she got a feeling. But for her, it was hard to believe it was me. So that feeling she had was pushed way down. She told me that for years after I was adopted, she'd see kids that would be my age and she used to think they were me. Then she'd be crying in public. It screwed with her mind a lot and made her depressed. So she didn't want to do the same when she saw me, getting her hopes up like that. She says I look so much like my biological dad when he was younger though. We talked about him too. They stayed in contact with each other in case I ever reached out to one of them so it would be easier to contact the other. I didn't have hope about finding my biological dad since he was never mentioned. So I'm glad they both planned for this future scenario. She told me about how they wanted to keep me, especially my biological dad. He didn't want me to be adopted, but he knew they had to because they were just kids. It took him a long time to get past it after I was born, she told me. That's why he didn't leave anything, because he didn't want to believe he might not see me again. We talked for hours, till almost two in the morning. They closed at 11. She just wanted to know everything about me, but her main thing was, am I happy? Were my parents good to me? Did I have a happy childhood? And I did. I told her, thank you for helping to give me this life. We both cried again. She cried the most. Everything was very emotional for her. Sometimes she'd look really happy, but then get sad again. After my 18th birthday, she was hoping I would find her. That's why she stayed in the same city. But since I didn't, she always thought maybe I resented her, wasn't told I was adopted, or maybe had decided it was better not to have her around. It made me feel bad for not telling her sooner. She told me it's not my fault, and I did right going at my own pace. Honestly, she's so sweet. The way she kept looking at me with the biggest smile, it made me emotional sometimes. It makes you think, how can someone who's been a total stranger your whole life look at you with so much love? It's wild. We learn so much about each other. She asked me if we could have dinner soon to keep talking. And if at some point in the future, if I'm interested, to come over to her house so I can meet her husband. That all sounded really great. We exchanged numbers. After I left, she sent a text telling me thank you for giving her this gift that she didn't know if it would ever come. My girlfriend came over and she hugged me while I cried. I wasn't sad, by the way. These were happy tears. Everything went better than I expected. There was still emotionally heavy stuff, but I'm still glad that we got to open up to each other. And there we go. Back to back positive stories for a change. And that one, wow. It was even tugging at my heartstrings. Like I feel a little tear in my eye. Very, very great story and now i want to know did you end up meeting your biological father am i the jerk for refusing to honor my boyfriend's family's tradition my boyfriend eric is 29 and i've been dating him for three years i'm 27 for context i've met his family and they are friendly we don't meet them very often because they live in my boyfriend's home country i don't want to reveal country names for privacy reasons but my boyfriend and i are of different nationalities and we both work in my country the conflict happened during our visit last weekend we've been looking up houses to move in together and engagement rings while having dinner we mentioned this to his family as it's a big step in our relationship we're not actually engaged yet his parents and brothers expressed their happiness for us Then, out of nowhere, his youngest sister-in-law asked, So, is she going to take the test? I asked, what test? In summary, my boyfriend's family has this tradition where the future mother-in-law tests future daughters-in-law to see if they are good enough 
for her sons Apparently his mother and aunts went through the same test the tests include how clean they can keep a home how well they can cook their manners, etc Basically life skills most people learn from childhood I found it ridiculous because one if i'm good enough for my boyfriend He should be the one deciding it and two I don't fit in their targeted category in his mum's words You can't be a good stay-at-home wife and stay-at-home mum if you can't be a good homemaker And she wants to make sure of that to be clear his mum and all three of his respective brother's wives are stay-at-home mums And although I respect their choice I'm not quitting my career and did not under any circumstances make my boyfriend think I could compromise on that I hate house chores and i'd rather buy homemaking gadgets and hire staff no matter the cost than have to do chores myself I told my boyfriend's mum all of this and it caused an argument that eventually ruined dinner and an extension our visits My boyfriend doesn't care whether i'm a working wife or a stay-at-home wife But he thinks I should have just done the test because it's just a test and it's not like they would reject me if I failed it He thinks it's a fun tradition that everyone was looking forward to and I should have gone along with it anyways My boyfriend thinks that i'm the jerk and suggested I make this post if I really am the jerk here I'm sure you guys will let me know. So am I? All right, then before we get into the update first of all I've picked out this relevant comment from op giving us a little bit more about the history of this tradition It's just one of those things that one family member does and it's passed down for generations Like baking a huge cake on the anniversary of someone important in the family Not everyone in that country does it, but it is a family tradition I don't know if my example makes sense, but this is how I understood it. Okay, sure But there's a reason why we don't maintain traditions that we did hundreds of years ago, right? Otherwise, as you can probably agree, guys, the world would be a pretty terrible place. I don't want to give any examples, but let's be honest. Traditions are probably there to be broken over the period of time, right? The world's changed. OP continues. I'm not sure if the results mean anything. All I know is that if it's a cooking test, for example, I'd have to cook a nice meal for the family and receive their approval based on how delicious it is. And trust me, they'll be convinced I'm trying to take revenge on them if they ate my food. So there's that. But now that you mentioned it, his mum cooks like a five-star chef and so do his sister-in-laws, the two whose food I've tasted. Maybe they passed the test? I don't know. I'll have to ask my boyfriend. Okay then, just two days later, we got this update from OP. I mean, it's worth saying as well. In my opinion, there is no way that OP could possibly be seen as the jerk here. But nonetheless, here is the update. Several things have happened since my post and I received requests for an update. So here it is. This will be my only update. I got a lot of insight from the votes and comments on my original post and I would like to thank you all for that I showed my boyfriend the responses and judgment Most of you felt I was not the jerk and like you would guess he was upset by this judgment He tried to make his own post but was ta'd so badly as in the jerked He deleted it in less than an hour Tell you what I would have loved to have seen that post Anyway, I talked to my family and told them about the test Yesterday, they called us home for dinner and told him they would let me take his family's test if he let my dad and male cousins put him through a similar one. He blew up about how ridiculous it is because it's a family tradition for his family, but for mine, it's something we came up with at random. He ended up saying it's okay if I don't do the test, but my parents and I were being childish. He let slip mid-argument that his youngest sister-in-law didn't want to do the test either, but look at her, the perfect wife. He said a lot of things, but long story short, he is still supportive of whatever I want to do with my life after marriage, but his family will never think the same way. However, I was starting to see a pattern, so I asked to take a break. It was great while it lasted. And one final comment from OP left very recently. 
It still sucks being me for now, but between work and getting home fast so I can read some chapters or play at least one of my games before I nod off, I barely have time to think about my ex. The tiniest chance that I could give it another chance vanished when he started spamming my phone with misogynistic rubbish like I'll be single forever if I don't bow my head. Good riddance. Oh my goodness me. And there we go. What a start to the episode. No doubt one of the weirdest posts that I've had the, the displeasure of reading. It's just strange from the outset. I want to know, right, that the women that have been taken into this family, right, that are now, well, your, your future, but they would have been your future sisters-in-law. How do they feel about all of this? Are they like all right about it? Do they kind of make light of it? Is it okay for them because they are good cooks and they do want to be stay-at-home wives? Or, I mean, I really hope they wanted to before they went through this ordeal and they've not been forced into it. Because it kind of sounds like the path you were going along, you were going to be, well, not forced, but heavily pressured into staying at home, which is something that you obviously didn't want to do. I mean, it sounds to me like you have a great career and you're doing very well for yourself. I can't think of anything worse than someone saying, yeah, how about stopping that? And just doing a bit of cooking and cleaning and taking care of our future kids. Sounds good. I mean, we're not living in the 60s, guys. We're not, you know, as far as I can tell. And again, I just want to make this abundantly clear. Traditions that were upheld, let's say 150 years ago in America. Yeah, if you're not getting at, we're not around today. And I wonder why, because they're ludicrous. Now, obviously, I'm not I'm not saying that this is anywhere near on that level or of, like, you know, a historical tyranny that has happened before that was tradition. But let's just be honest with each other. This is so backwards and so sexist that it doesn't it doesn't belong anywhere near the modern day. So the fact that it's still going on and the fact that this family still want to continue it because it's tradition is not an excuse. It's just downright ridiculous and it has to be stopped now. My boyfriend found out I'm rich and started using it against me. My boyfriend and I met through a dating app eight months ago, and we've had a good, steady relationship. I come from a well-off family, but my parents never spoiled me. They taught me not to indulge in excess and to keep my privilege in mind when interacting with people. I'm currently living in an apartment with only my salary. Now, I haven't told my boyfriend about my wealth. I wasn't actively hiding it. It just didn't come up. My birthday was a few weeks ago, and my parents threw a party at our home. Our home is a medium-sized villa. My boyfriend started scowling when I told him that was the home I grew up in. When I asked him about it, he told me it was nothing and started smiling again. His mood got worse though, as more and more of my parents' rich friends started coming in. When I asked him about it the next day, he just told me that he was feeling a little sick. After we got back, he asked me why I hid the fact I was rich. I told him that I wasn't hiding it, but he started bringing it up in every conversation after that. Like him telling me that I didn't know how to cook properly because I was spoilt. Sorry, is this the same person from the last one? He brought it up with his friends, telling them I was a spoilt princess who had everything handed to me. It started as jokes, but it got more hostile as the days went on. When I brought this up, he told me I didn't know normal people problems because I was rich. Did I do something wrong? And what should I do? And then a couple of days later, we got the following updates. After I made the Reddit post, I tried to have a conversation with him, but he kept stonewalling me. He made more snide comments and I decided to break up. When I told him that I was leaving him, it felt like he was expecting it. He called me a rich and then word that rhymes with rich that also means female dog and went on a rant about how I was leaving him because he was poor. Some commenters told me to expect this, but it still came as a shock. He and I have very good salaries, and I don't know why he said that. He was a good person most of the time I knew him. Some people asked me why I didn't warn him about my wealth. All my relationships before him were with people in my social class, so the expectation of wealth was implicit. Okay, this is the, I'm not gonna lie, this is the first sentence that I've, I've read from OP that I don't particularly like. 
Uh, but we'll carry on. Having wealth was not a big deal in any of my previous relationships, so I assumed it was the same in this one too. It, it, you know, it just comes across a little bit patronizing, condescending, even if it's not meant that way. That's all I'll say. I'll warn my partners before taking them home in my future relationships. Yeah, that's just silly. This is a tangent, but I wanted to talk about I'm not rich, my parents are, the thing that many comments suggested. A lot of my friends from wealthy families use that line as a defense, but it's misleading. If I wanted to, I could dip into my parents' finances. I choose not to, but it's still my wealth too. It might technically be my parents' money, but it still makes me wealthy. And having wealthy parents comes with a lot of privileges, even if I don't actively use their money. I never had to work a job when I was studying. I had access to the best schooling. I don't have student loans. And my parents' connections open a lot of doors. Having a safety net let me find what I was good at and let me take risks. So unless they are estranged from their families, children from wealthy families are also wealthy. You know what? I do agree with that entire paragraph, I'll be honest. I thank all the people who commented on my original post and gave me advice. I felt like I was doing something wrong, but you made me see that it was his insecurity and jealousy that was the issue. Okay, you know what? For a period there, for a couple of sentences, I was a little bit worried that OP was coming across as a little bit patronizing, as I said. I don't know, it felt like she knew she had all this wealth and was kind of just like, oh, it's not a problem. I, I don't know, maybe I've just misinterpreted that. Maybe I have. Looking at that, that final paragraph, it actually did make a lot of sense. I, I'm gonna be honest, I do understand a lot of the stuff that she said there, and she's absolutely right. Uh, I know from my perspective, my parents having, you know, some money meant that I did have more time to focus on stuff. For example, at uni, I could mess around and make silly YouTube videos rather than have a job. That is, I mean, that's not, my parents' money isn't my money, but I've got to be honest, that is a fact. So I do completely understand what she's saying there. The thing is for me, I'm always very careful to not ever gloat at all or even infer that, you know, anyone has any money or anything because it's so irrelevant to how you are as a person but i will say that what she's saying isn't wrong now the one thing that i do don't really didn't really get was saying like she, she kind of makes it seem like a bad thing having money and saying oh i should should i have said about money like from in my experience it doesn't really matter like it, it, it's a weird thing for him the, the boyfriend to be so het up about i will say and that is a bit of a red flag i guess because it's just like why is it a bad thing that, that someone's parents have money i don't really understand that maybe you think oh they're so far removed from society i don't know if you if you feel that way in the comments let me know i don't really get it maybe that's my own you know lack of social appreciation who knows but from my perspective definitely a good thing to break up with him i was a little bit concerned that that even though the whole point of the post is saying, oh, why is this person using my wealth against me? You were still saying I'm wealthy, just in a roundabout way. Although I now have slightly changed my mind. Yeah, the only, the only uh, sentence I didn't like was when OP said, all my relationships before him were with people in my social class. So the expectation of wealth was implicit. Don't really like that because that's kind of inferring that people in different social classes don't have wealth you know maybe if you look at the data it's accurate but I, I don't really like that i don't know i know a lot of kids right or i knew a lot of kids in school that had extremely wealthy parents that were horrible and like so like i don't know the word not well patronizing just so unaware well aware but then they made you aware of how wealthy their parents were etc etc and none of that wealth was actually theirs yes of course it is theirs in a roundabout way but they didn't make any of the money it's their parents' money, you know? So that's all I'm trying to get at. Uh, I do think though that I probably did misinterpret OP a little bit and she does seem pretty reasonable and a lot of the points were very valid. Yeah, overall, I mean, let's, let's take it back a bit. Good thing that you got rid of your boyfriend. That, I mean, that's clear. 
That is really clear. Anyway, guys, that is going to do it for this one. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, I don't know. You let me know in the comments down below if you are on YouTube. Or actually, if you're on a podcast platform, you can now also comment. I think on Spotify, you can comment now. Thoughts, yeah? Do you kind of get what I'm saying? Or am I just going down some weird tangent a little bit like OP? The simple answer to all of this is... The guy is an idiot and he sabotaged his relationship because someone has money. Make of that what you will. Maybe something happened in his past where, where like, like that I was talking about, just someone that threw wealth in your face, just not a nice person. But I don't think someone's wealth and them as a character are necessarily linked. That's the only thing I was kind of worried about when I saw that, that might be happening. But I don't think it did. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. My wife told me to shut my mouth in front of a bunch of people at a kid's birthday party Now this was originally posted on august the 21st 2022 my wife and I are at odds lately over her sister-in-law who is also her best friend who is married to her brother Long story short, she bends over backwards to accommodate their every ask, including babysitting, errands, etc. This extends to volunteering me to help them without my knowledge or consent. She never sees my point of view or agrees with any criticism of them that I have. We were at my nephew's birthday party today. My sister-in-law is the one who's hosting it, so my wife is super keen for things to go well. Things were going okay. My daughter, who is three, was a bit upset because her balloon animal accidentally was popped. So she's standing with my wife, getting a cuddle, and a boy, older than her, about five or six, sprints into her and knocks her over. She's crying, obviously, and I pick her up. My wife is making a joke of it, saying, oh, she needs to watch where she's going. But I said back to her, don't blame her for getting bowled over by the bigger boy. Now, apparently the mother of this other kid was an earshot, which prompted my wife to tell me in front of one of her other best friends and a couple of other guests to shut my mouth. Then she had the cheek to tell me to not have a moody face. 15 minutes before this post, I sent an email to a divorce lawyer for a consultation. I finally reached my limits. Okay, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I was sort of expecting that final sentence. Uh, it seems as if this was definitely the turning point or the tipping point, let's just say, to lots of other things that have come before this for OP. We're gonna get into an update almost immediately from the same post, of course. But I will say that, yeah, although it's obviously not very nice to have your wife tell you in front of other people to shut up or shut your mouth, a kid's birthday party i mean to be fair that is pretty terrible some other stuff must have come before that there must be some pent up you know stuff going on there to actually call a divorce lawyer immediately afterwards but anyway let's see what happens next so then the first update Firstly, I'd just like to thank everyone for your responses, supportive or otherwise. Being heard and listened to is such a mental boost. I spoke to my solicitor first thing this morning and we had a good talk. He knows that I'm angry and upset at the situation and he says that he'll get myself and my wife in for a consultation if we decide to go down that route. The issue in Scotland is that for a divorce where only one party wants out, it can take upwards of a year to get it and evidence of separation in that period, unless both parties agree to unreasonable behavior as the reason for the court granting the divorce. Long story short, I can't proceed without her buy-in if I want it resolved fast. So I took my daughter to my mum's after this and then I sat my wife down. 
I told her that yesterday's situation was absolutely unacceptable and that if I told her to shut her mouth in front of my friends that I'd be getting crucified by everyone we know. I told her she was lucky I kept my mouth shut at the party and that I didn't give an F about how her sister-in-law would have taken it. We fought again about her sister-in-law and again, she defended her actions, saying that I'm the selfish one who won't help out my family when they need it. I then did the perhaps petty move of dropping divorce leaflets that I printed from my solicitor's website in front of her. I said to her, I absolutely want to help my family and this is how I do it. I told her about how I was tired of playing third wheel in my own marriage and I told her that I was not prepared to subject my daughter to a lifetime of this subservience. Finally, it looks like what I've said has had an impact. She cried and I think she was close to having a panic attack. This made me feel guilty because fundamentally, I don't think she's a bad person. She's just brainwashed into thinking that her sister-in-law is the second coming of the Messiah. So she promised that when I finish work today, we can have a serious talk about things and she'll listen to my concerns. Right now, I'm not buying it, but I owe her and my daughter at least a chance to sort things out. So I'll see where it goes. To answer some questions that folks had, I know this seemed like an overreaction to something, but you've got to understand that this was the latest in a long line of sister-in-law related issues. Some folks have asked if my wife might be gay and in love, and I have thought about this as a possibility. I haven't asked her yet, but I may tonight. It does certainly seem logical given how passionate she gets about it. Okay, so that is it for the first update, but just a day later, we got a second. So we sat down last night for the crunch talks. I have to give her credit where it's due. She apologized for what she said at the party and she said that she'd also have considered divorce if I'd done the same to her. I reiterated to her that my issue is that she completely makes herself subservient to her sister-in-law at our expense. I pointed out how messed up it was that she didn't immediately take our daughter's side in this incident. The collision was accidental, I think, but I told her that to blame the little one was out of line, which she accepted. I then asked her outright if she had any sort of romantic feelings for her sister-in-law. She squirmed and looked a little uncomfortable. She said that a long time ago at the end of high school, there had been a drunken kiss on a night out, but nothing beyond that. She sort of played the angle that she didn't want anyone, especially her brother, to know about it. And that's why she bends over backwards to make sure her sister-in-law is happy. I asked her if her sister-in-law had ever threatened to reveal this incident, but she denies that it's even been brought up. She just thinks that if the wider family knew, it would bring up a lot of weirdness. She swears that she has no interest in having any kind of relationship with her and that she's straight. I told her I didn't care about what she did that long ago, but that it needed to stop impacting our relationship in the present because I am the thinnest of thin hairs away from walking away forever. She surprisingly apologized again and said that she'd really try to work on it. I told her that I needed to see some proof of that so she can consider herself on probation i told her that if i feel that it's happened again i'll be taking our daughter to stay at my mum's. she accepted this so we're proceeding cautiously and guys that was the end of the story for a very long time a good six seven months however april the third of this year we got another update remember the original was posted in august of 2022 so a lot of people thought that perhaps that was going to be the end and we're wondering what would happen next but yeah in april we got another update. Now, I will just say quickly before we get into it, it seems quite encouraging right now. I mean, the fact that your wife's accepting of all of this and is apologizing. However, the fact that I can see there's another update is not necessarily a good thing, but hey, we'll see. Here we go. I've posted here many times about issues I've had with my wife, most commonly with regards to her subservience to her best friend turned sister-in-law. 
She's promised to try and work on this given how much it's impacted our marriage But today I think we passed the point of no return. You see today is my birthday It's past midnight now though this morning My daughter who is nearly four gave me huge hugs and kisses, which was great My wife gave me a card and told me that my gift hadn't arrived in the post yet My suspicion is that she's yet to order it or ordered it late Whatever it may be. I then logged into my work and did my shift like any other day My wife was off work while my daughter was at my mum's for a visit Nothing special was planned for the evening because there were plans in place already Just that those plans didn't include me My wife's sister-in-law and a couple of my wife's other friends had arranged to go out for dinner and drinks Because a voucher that her sister-in-law had for a particular restaurant expired soon And my birthday was the only date they could all make Terrible, right? Well, it gets better though because my wife made a big social media post wishing me a happy birthday Saying how terrible it was that I had to work all night on my birthday Which is a complete lie But it does make her look less bad in public for not spending my birthday with me The issue is because she's done this I now couldn't make plans with friends or family without exposing her lie So yeah, great birthday When I think about how she'd react if I'd pulled half the stuff that she's pulled I can't see it ending any other way than me getting screamed at Even though she's chosen to spend my birthday with her sister-in-law instead of me On the plus side, I did some Warhammer painting after I collected my daughter and played with her a bit before bed She also asked why mummy wasn't here, which kind of crushed me Am I wrong to be annoyed about this? And there we go, my worst fears have come to fruition It is really not looking good for you two, is all I'll say Um, First of all, of course you're not wrong to be annoyed about this Are you joking? She's actively said that that she's she's doing something else because you're busy Like making up this entire rumour and just downright lie on social media To make herself look good and allow her to go and do things with her friends on your birthday actually insane i remember guys this is coming off the back of that that heart to heart conversation well i thought it was heart to heart and i thought the apologies were were legit back in august 2022 when we saw the previous update where your wife literally said okay i will focus on the marriage now and our daughter not on my sister-in-law but no on your actual birthday on her husband's birthday she's off gallivanting with the girls Uh, And that's pretty tough not gonna lie. This does feel like this marriage may be coming to an end But there is one more update that was posted 12 days later. I'm not gonna give any spoilers But let's just say this is a conclusion Here we go. I've separated from my wife. Hi again, everyone I just wanted to say firstly, thank you very much for all of your responses and private messages Many of you were supportive and many of you rightfully upon reflection told me that I needed to grow some backbone and sort my stuff out I've been sitting on this for a few days because the full events of what has transpired since then have blown my mind And I brought home some very harsh truths about my relationship But I also wanted to see if what went down would actually stick and so far it has The fun question out of the way first for those who were asking about my painting I was painting some thousand sons terminators. Okay, so starting the day after my birthday my wife initiated sex And let me tell you this was an occasion in itself I legitimately could not tell you the last time that this happened. It's been that long i'm thinking to myself maybe she's feeling guilty about yesterday and she's trying to make it up after the deed was done she turns around to me and says your present won't be here for another couple of days that will have to do for now i'm pretty disappointed at this point not because i had a huge desire for a particular gift but because she felt that her behavior the day before was fine and then for her to think oh, i'll use sex to cover up my screw up well that was also a bit of a blow 
Whatever. I've sucked up worse before and powered through. What broke me was her opinion on her sister-in-law's birthday. Long story short, for those who don't know, she is possibly my least favorite person on the planet due to her parasitic behavior and main character syndrome. Coincidentally, it's a couple of weeks after mine. My wife told me all about her birthday plans for her. She wanted to get her a gift for her favorite massage therapist. What was the big deal? The shop only sells paper vouchers and it's a three hour round trip to the shop. So off she went, again leaving me with my daughter and what commenced next can only be described as three hours of my brain simmering slowly towards an explosion. I took my daughter to my brother's house because I knew that when my wife came back, I was going to explode. When she came back, I was sitting in the living room with a bag packed for me and in an admittedly petty move, one pack for my daughter. This immediately got her attention and she demanded to know what was going on. I unloaded it all. It wasn't coherent and I definitely got more emotional as I unloaded more grievances. I started by telling her it was unacceptable how she completely screwed up my birthday while making her sister-in-law's birthday a major priority. How I was sick of feeling like a third wheel in my own marriage. How I'd literally sacrificed my personality on the altar of keeping her happy. And how I never saw my friends anymore, yet she could do whatever she wanted. How I take care of the house despite working more hours than her for not even a shred of gratitude. How she used a lack of sex as a tool of manipulation and control. I cried and shouted. She did the same and vehemently denied all of my accusations. She demanded to know where our girl was and I told her. But I told her that she would not be using her as a bargaining chip against me We eventually calmed down enough to agree that I would keep her at our house while she temporarily stayed with her mum and dad I agreed to drop her off for visits while we work things out. It's been a few emotionally exhausting days I feel drained spent and tired, but I have my little girl and I feel like I have done what I could I don't know what my relationship status is right now. We've not been speaking except to arrange drop-offs and I'm comfortable with that for now. I need some more time before I consider more permanent steps. I've never ever unloaded on her like this before, but Jesus Christ, it felt good, even if she continued to deny everything. And there we go. That is the conclusion of that one. Wow, a lot of stuff just happened at the end there that I can't quite believe, but maybe I should have seen it coming. You know, the whole time, the semi-crocodile tears, the fake apologies. I don't know, guys. I want you to comment down below on whatever platform you're on. Do you think that OP's wife, I mean, maybe now ex-wife, it's getting towards that stage, is in love or at least has some sort of romantic desire for her sister-in-law because she she openly admitted there was a drunken kiss. She's lied about other things, so maybe she's lied about there being more there. And she did seem very sheepish. And also, she clearly just loves her as a person anyway, even if it's not romantic. I don't know. I reckon there's a lot more going on there that... that op hasn't really found out about um because his wife isn't really saying all of the truth i reckon she is in love with a woman nothing wrong with that by the way but i think that might just be the, the cornerstone the uh the big key to this entire story i will say this this whole story was really interesting on on the behalf of op because i do kind of agree with some of the comments going along that actually at some point like you grow a backbone right you need to stand up for yourself why are you protecting your wife on social media when she's the one that's kind of just being an absolute rat to you you know if your wife says oh it's a shame that my husband is working on his birthday and that's the reason why i'm doing these things with my friends why don't you just say on social media this is a lie 
or just tell people, yeah, that's actually just not true. She's just going to see her sister-in-law. I get it. You want to keep things, um, you know, acrimonious. You want to keep the peace. But and you're probably a very nice guy as well, a selfless guy that just doesn't want to cause too much drama, whereas your wife is clearly the very opposite of that. But I will say that, yeah, maybe you could have stepped things up a little bit earlier. I do love that you did it eventually, OP. As you said at the end right there, Jesus Christ, it felt good to unload. I feel like you have a lot of pent up things that you need to say there and lots of grievances, as you said, and it's good to actually finally get them out and take those active steps towards a better life for you and your daughter. Let's be completely honest. But yeah, I do kind of think that maybe you could have gone a little bit earlier, given that you had already mentioned about calling a divorce law and all that stuff in August of 2022. And we're now, what, seven, eight months down the line and you're still not divorced. But that's just me. I'm not in that situation. I don't have a daughter, so it's tough to know. Guys, as always, get your comments in down below. I want to hear your thoughts. My girlfriend sold my car because of a petty argument. I am now suing her. So for a bit of context, my girlfriend and I have known each other for around four years, but started dating during 2021. That car has been passed down for generations, by the way. It's a 1972 Ford F100. My grandpa owned it, then passed it down to my dad, then passed it down to me. I don't drive it too often as I do have my own car, but I use it for work. Recently, we've gotten into an argument over me not taking care of our two cats. The thing is, I spend almost all day working and the rest of it resting. So, what did she do? She got the pickup truck, went to a junkyard, and sold it. The worst part, she sold it for $400. Keep in mind that this truck was in pristine condition. When I got back home from the bar, I noticed the pickup wasn't there. I asked her and she told me what she did. I instantly packed up my things, my cat, told her we were done and left. I've been getting calls from her, her family and friends every day calling me names. Am I in the wrong? Well, before we even get into an update, first of all, we have a comment from OP, which tells us all about the arguments. The first time we had an argument over chores. The last argument we had was about her disappearing on me for nine hours without any previous notice. That was about a month ago. The thing is, it's not like I just didn't take care of the cats at all. I was just really busy with work and got back home really tired. Also keep in mind that I was the breadwinner in the house. I had an agreement that she would do the chores and I would put food on the table. I still love the cats and I fed them. Okay, now for the first update, which was posted just a day later. Thanks for all the advice and support. Two things. I've talked to my lawyer cousin. He said I could have a solid case if this goes to court, but honestly, after all the trash I've been through, I want my pickup back and some more for what happened. I doubt the police are going to do anything after a couple of bad experiences I've had with them. My ex came knocking on my door. I ignored her. I don't want anything to do with that female dog anymore. My dad also got the news and was super sad, considering that truck was pretty much the family's breadwinner for about 30 years. Okay, moving straight on to update two. Thanks for even more advice. I've now filed a police report for the stolen F100. I have hope it can be done. I'm also doing my own bit of research, driving to a couple of nearby junkyards, but I doubt I'll find it on my own. I hope we can find the old green F100 we love so much. Next update posted on the same day. The F100 has been found at a nearby junkyard by a friend. Thanks for all the support, guys. Well, that is unbelievable news. Now moving on to update four. So people have been asking these things and I feel like I should clarify. One, it is not like I took no care of the cats at all. She doesn't work. I put the bread on the table. She gets the house chores done. 
That is how we've managed it, which is why I feel like this was petty. Two, I went to a bar that evening to hang out with a friend that I hadn't seen in five years. I don't drink heavily or often. I guess OP is kind of saying that it wasn't as if he was going out every night and leaving his girlfriend to do everything. And three, the signature to sell it was forged by my girlfriend from what I know at the moment. Or the junkyard guy just took it because it was a $9.6,000 profit. The junkyard opens at 12.30 a.m. today, and since it's currently 5 a.m. here, I'm still going to have to wait for a while. As you might be able to tell, today was quite a crazy day. Haven't gotten one minute of sleep. Okay, I guess all these updates came pretty much back to back to back to back over the course of this evening. Wow. What a day and night for OPA. Now, here is the amazing update that we've all been waiting for. So, I have the F100 back. Over a day of no sleep, work, and panic, and it's finally over. She's been charged with a class 1 felony for stealing a car worth more than $10,000. She's been fined $5,000. Finally back from the garage with the truck. I'm so tired. I'll take a nap now. I'll update you guys more thoroughly tomorrow. I don't feel like explaining every detail right now. It's 7.09 p.m. and I'm really tired of this freaking trash. And then just two days on from the date of the original post that we got this final update. I have the truck back. The F100 is actually back. I did have to pay the $400 though and it's not as good as it was before. It's really dirty, probably from driving to the junkyard, which is pretty dirty. And the bodywork that was once pristine is now damaged. There's a huge scratch on the paint. It was a really sharp key or something because the bodywork is now ruined. It started flash rusting, which is really not good. The paint is ruined and the truck itself isn't as great as before. I can tell that she broke the brake fluid line as well because the brakes are running badly. Good news though, as previously mentioned, my girlfriend has been charged with a C1F for GTA and fine the 5K. But don't worry though, I will still follow through with the lawsuits. So there we go, guys. That is the end of this story. Now, as you can see on screen, if you are watching on YouTube, amazingly, this entire episode was actually put into a Newsweek article that was deemed newsworthy. Man suing ex-girlfriend for selling his family heirloom. Done with her, the quote. And you know what? I completely agree. What a story. And uh, a couple of really intense days, I guess, for OP. Back to back to back updates showed that. But, you know, justice was done in the end. Now, look, of course, it is a shame that the car was damaged and isn't in its original state. But nonetheless, that is a lot better than the alternative, which is never seeing that car again. Not only losing out on the $10,000 worth of value, of course, but also the incredible history of that car and the place that it holds in your family's heritage, I guess. The fact that it, it was the breadwinner for 30 years, gone like that over just a petty argument, that is incredible. I mean, wow. Justice has been done, though. I really hope, I don't know if this is too harsh to say, that that 5K really affects your ex-girlfriend because she deserves it. Okay, now for our next best of Redditor updates post. My girlfriend dated me because of a dare. My girlfriend, who is 17, and I, an 18-year-old male, have been dating for five months. Before we started dating, I had a crush on her for roughly a year. It was quite well known since one of my old friends spilled it directly to her and her friends. They giggled for some time, but she never made a move on me or spoke to me about it. We're just classmates and we aren't close. Now, for New Year's, she hosted a birthday party for her 17th birthday. I was overjoyed and happily came. It was a great party, though I was mostly off to the side since my old friends were mainly mingling with other people. Now, a few days afterwards, she came up to me and asked to meet me after school. We agreed at the park to where she confessed that she had feelings for me and wanted to be a couple. 
I was over the moon and we began dating that day Our relationship was pretty solid. We didn't get into many fights, but she wasn't all that affectionate, which I was fine with We never got intimate and many did small things like cuddling skip to five months She was in my home and in the kitchen making herself a snack Her phone was buzzing and she asked me to bring it over Her phone settings are such that you can see the first line of a message on her lock screen The phone also automatically turns on whenever she receives a notification I took a glimpse and it was one of her friends Now I didn't take a good look, but it read something like When is the breakup happening? which immediately attracted my attention. I unlocked her phone since I knew her password prior. I then read a few more messages where they were talking about a prank they pulled on me. I confronted her about it and she went silent. After some prodding, she confessed. During her birthday, one of her friends dared her to ask me out. She got guilty when we continued dating for months upon months. It was supposed to be a one-time thing with a simple date at a restaurant. They planned to hook me up with someone and frame me for cheating in the next few weeks So she had a valid reason to break up with me. It also gave the other girls a chance to spread rumors about me We got into a huge fight and I told her to leave and that we are done It's only been a few hours and I am absolutely devastated I really really liked this girl and she decided that it was a fun idea to pull on my heartstrings I don't know what to do. Her things are still here So i'm gonna put it all in the box and leave it outside She's been texting me, apologizing, trying to explain herself. I've blocked her friend's numbers since they were also harassing me. I haven't blocked her just yet since we have to get each other's stuff from the other's houses. But after that, I'll be going no contact. Luckily, the school year is almost over and I'm graduating, so I don't have to see her again. But still, I'm really upset. It hurts, man. Okay then, moving on to the first update posted just a day later. I honestly didn't expect to post an update so soon. But since I did agree to pick up my things today while also dropping hers off I don't know why I expected nothing to happen A lot of you pointed out that she may have fallen in love with me during our relationship But it doesn't matter if she did or not She broke my trust and i'm no longer attracted to her after yesterday She allowed her friends to talk trash about me and plotted to destroy my reputation She's weak-minded and i'm not going to further date someone who will pick their abusive friends over their romantic interest Do I feel bad? A little, but I tried warning her and she did not listen. So now on to the actual updates. I went to my ex's house with a friend of mine since no way in heck am I going there alone. Right before school, I went. I didn't see my things outside, so I rung the doorbell. Her father came out and handed my things to me while I gave him her things. He asked if I cheated on her since she's crying in her room about it. So yeah, more of you were right about them spreading rumors and trying to blast me. I explained that I didn't and even showed the screenshots that I had on my phone I guess OP is referring to her her crazy friends spreading rumors and uh, yeah Good thing you had those screenshots OP so you could back up your point and make sure that her father knew the truth I actually ended up sending him a screenshot through his phone. He thanked me and said he'll take a look at it I told him if you didn't believe me through that well then look at her phone My friends and I then left to go back home and get ready for school I'm happy I got my guitar back since it's really the only thing I valued after school I got a call from my ex's dad He apologized for the accusations and he said that he found the group chat of the girls and the hookup plans He said he was going to punish his daughter and find these friends parents He got their names already and he's prodding my ex to know where they live I told him he could use my screenshots as evidence to back me up Props to the dad for being calm about this and that's really all that happened I know her dad and he's a scary man 
He's six foot and built. He can be very intimidating and I know that my ex will give up the information. It's only a matter of time before the girls fall. I'll be keeping an eye out since I have a week left of school. If anything happens, I'll post another update. I'm not interested in finding their socials and seeing if they've already started spreading the whole cheating rumors. I'm sure they have done. However, everything was fine at school, but now it's the weekend, so I may receive some backlash when I return. But I honestly don't care. I got accepted into a college and I'm ditching this place. I just need to survive this week and graduation. My ex's dad will do all the heavy work. And then nine days later, we got this final update. Man, sorry it took so long. I got busy with graduation and was waiting for things to be finished up. Now that I think they are, this may be the final update to conclude this mess. My ex got grounded, of course. All technology has been stripped away and she was forced to delete all her socials in front of her dad, besides Facebook because of family connections. She isn't allowed out of the house and he's hoping to get her a job over the summer. All that money will be directly funded to her college savings and none will go to her spending. So, LMAO. Her dad also messaged me that she ended up ratting out her friend's addresses and he went to each house to talk to the parents. I don't know what happened to them, but some were furious at graduation. I know they had a huge fight with my ex and everyone dropped her as a friend. They dropped each other as well. The whole friend group basically crumbled except like two of them. I'm pretty sure my ex probably has one or two friends left, if any at all. She was well popular, but then dropped to the bottom of the food chain. It's hilarious. Now, none of the girls actually confronted me except for my ex. I met her after graduation where I was heading back to the car with my parents. She stopped me midway. She apologized profusely and admitted she never actually saw me as a lover, but as a best male friend. God, that makes it even worse. Five months with no real, you know, sexual attraction, actual relationship, wanting in all of that time that is truly terrible she realized how much we had in common when she took me on that day and wanted to get to know me more but she's a lesbian she wanted to keep the charade of us pretending to be lovebirds so that her friends wouldn't think she's a freak for liking girls they're quite homophobic and would have dropped her they did anyways so she also used the whole prank card as an excuse to not break up since i could have told people and word would have been spread around and it could have ruined her reputation too which is why they did the whole getting me framed for cheating thing i'm surprised that she suspended it for several months and it got that far it's impressive actually if i hadn't caught her in time she probably would have just gone through with it due to pressure So basically, she used me so that people think she's straight and also not to ruin her reputation if it came out that it was a prank to date me. The only thing that I forgave her for was her being a lesbian. I am a straight cis male, but I can't imagine how scary it might be to be in a circle full of homophobes whom you've known since you were kids, if you were gay. She didn't want to be discarded as a social outcast. Now, I'm sure she would have found plenty of friends who would have accepted her for who she is. We don't live in the 1900s. But still... I do understand why. I honestly would have rather her come out as lesbian than use our relationship as a prank though. It would have been so much easier to handle. In the end, I told her to leave me alone and that I've blocked her. She understood and left. She was sobbing so much and actually having a panic attack in the parking lot. I had to drag her away from my parents at one point since I didn't want them finding out what's really been going on. I only told them that we broke up and that that was a final conversation to clear things up. Now, I do feel bad for her, but I can't help her. I do hope, though, that she finds better friends, honestly. Anyways, that is all for the update. I told her dad that I made a Reddit post about this situation. I didn't want to out her, so I asked him to ask her if it would be okay. 
She actually said yes. I don't know if she's read my post or not, but she definitely now knows that I wrote about her to Reddit. Oops. Well, there we go. That is the end of that one. And to be honest, I do completely agree with OP. The moment that OP said about, you know, really, she was kind of just semi-using him to cover up the fact that she is a lesbian and that she had real worries and concerns about coming out as a lesbian. And, and, you know, that was the main reason, or at least one of the main reasons as to why she maintained her relationship with OP. I I kind of, I I do feel that. I do feel that. And and that is a tough one. It's a spot that I can only really sympathize with. It's one that, you know, I'm not going to be in myself and I can't really imagine how tough that may be. However, that all being said, you still, I'm talking to the ex-girlfriend now, completely used OP and, and mess with his emotions for your own personal gain. Yes, clearly it seems that she, she does feel terrible about the way that she handled things and the fact that she did maintain this relationship for so long in the knowledge that she didn't really believe in it and it wasn't a real relationship. However, that doesn't, that doesn't take away from the fact that you've kind of just kidded OP for five months and wasted his time and yeah, as OP said, really mess with his emotions. For that, you don't really deserve any sympathy. However, it is a tough one. Knowing that all your friends are homophobic and you yourself are a lesbian, yeah, I I, I do feel for you in that situation. But then again, you could also find some friends that that love you for who you are. I don't know. It's a tough one. You did a terrible thing. OP, I, I feel really horrible for you. At least now you can move on with your life. Just imagine if you hadn't found out for months and months and maybe even years on end. That could have been truly terrible. But uh, yeah, all in all, a great post with a decent resolution. My boyfriend's friends pretended to kidnap me for a proposal. I am trembling and I just created this alt account because my main has a lot of details about me that would make it easy to trace back. A week ago, my boyfriend told me he had a camping trip planned with his friends on Friday, today. He said he'd have no service and he'll see me on Sunday. He messaged me at 5am this morning and told me they're hitting the road. At around 8, I went for a run like I usually do on Fridays. I have one headphone in while I do because I was on a work call. While I was running, I noticed an SUV that kept popping up. In hindsight, it looked just like my boyfriend's childhood friend's car. I sent a message to my sister saying to stand by and shared my location. Right after sending the message, I looked up and the SUV was right beside me and someone jumped out and grabbed me. It happened so fast that I even dropped my phone on the pavement. I was pulled into this car and I could tell there was at least two masked guys in the back before they covered my eyes. In hindsight, they had cartoonish ski masks and black gloves on. I freaked out and resisted like crazy, screaming and kicking. All I could hear was these guys laughing and I could feel one of them holding me down by my arms behind me and the other holding my legs down at my knees. I don't know how long I was in there, but I kept begging them to let me go and crying. I even admit I peed myself, but I don't think they'd noticed until we arrived at the house. They pulled me out of the car and I was screaming for help until I was pulled into the house. When the mask on my head was removed, I was on my knees in front of my boyfriend of two years. He was staring at me with a confused look before he started to angrily ask his friends, what was going on as i started to adjust to what was going on i realized he was dressed nicely and there were romantic decorations around the entryway to the house i realized who he was and what was going on and i collapsed into sobs i probably had a five minute panic attack in that car on my way there and another one sitting in the entryway to his house i was sweaty wearing soiled yoga pants flushed with fear scared for my life that was all about an hour or two ago My boyfriend took me upstairs and was going to help me get showered and changed, but I wanted to do that alone. I heard yelling and commotion downstairs while I showered, but I didn't know what was going on. 
I'm sitting in his room now holding my shattered phone after crying to my sister about what happened She lives an hour and a half away, but is speeding over to get me now I can't stop thinking about what happened and even though I know now that I was never in any danger I don't think my brain can comprehend it They were snickering and teasing me in deepened voices about what they were going to do to me The one that was holding my legs down kept caressing my thighs up and down into the inner area When the car would break his face kept falling into my chest. I don't even know who that was I just know that one of them sounded unsure and kept trying to defuse the situation But I think it was the driver. Wow. What a crazy start to this story As I said in the intro, there are many updates to come and we're gonna get into them in just a few moments But first of all What do I even say to that comment down below guys? What are your immediate reactions to what i've just read? I would love to know so many things like I have so many questions and all will be revealed in the updates But first thing that comes to my mind is did the boyfriend really know how crazy this was gonna be? Are they his close friends? Why did he do this in the first place? Why on earth were they touching you and you know getting close to you in that sort of way? Oh, it's crazy I don't know if this was supposed to be some sort of prank that just went wrong But the fact of the matter is it was just a horrible horrible experience for you and op off the bat before we get into any updates I'm, so sorry that this happened. Okay So first of all in the comments down below a lot of people were discussing whether or not the boyfriend was involved or to what extent he was involved And OP had this to say I don't think he knew how they were going to do it But I wouldn't be surprised if he used the words kidnap and they took it too far He's never given a red flag before but if his friends are crazy like this, I need to reevaluate him too I'm not sure and I don't want to immediately talk to him I think i'm feeling traumatized or something because I just can't physically talk to anyone except my sister Guys, remember that op is writing this and responding to comments pretty soon after the fact, right? She's still in the house upstairs with her sister just a couple of hours after this all happened The next question from the comments was if op's boyfriend is from a culture where something like this is more common But op instantly says no, he's ethnically from the middle east and I am from eastern europe very similar backgrounds actually We were both born and raised in america and we're both culturally and socially very western slash american And then finally one commenter asks if op could possibly stay with her sister and get some space from her boyfriend And op says that they don't actually live with their boyfriend at all So either way i'll stay with my sister a city away or she'll stay with me tonight Okay, then so let's get into an update. This one was posted five hours later I'm working with police now This is going to be investigated as a false imprisonment if I press charges. My sense of time was so warped. From where I was picked up to his house was about 7 or 10 minutes in the car. But it felt like way longer than that. As for the friends, the driver was his childhood best friend who I actually get along well with. He was in tears when he voluntarily arrived at the police station for a statement. The other two were friends from his athletics class that he started attending a few months ago. It seems like the two guys I didn't know wanted in on what otherwise was supposed to be something more innocent The original plan was for them to pop out of this car in their funny kidnapping attire And hand me a letter that explained I was being summoned by my boyfriend and that resistance is futile It seems though like the plan changed as the two new friends wanted to shake me up a bit more and make it feel more real Okay, so there we go. I guess a little insight into how involved op's boyfriend was in all of this Now you could argue that it's not really the boyfriend's fault because he didn't actually say to his friends to do this It was them doing this themselves and it was you know, just out of his hands However, I would say to that that he was the one who chose to kind of put this all into place in the first place 
He was the one that employed his two friends to do this, right? Said, do this, do this. And ultimately, if you're going to be trusting two friends that you've only known for a few months in your proposal to your girlfriend, you know, the woman that you want to be with for the rest of your life, that's a very important moment, then that's kind of a bad thing for you to do, right? I mean, you're trusting two guys that you've barely known to do something that's so important. Very, very risky, and that ultimately is your fault, even though they obviously didn't do what you asked them to do. As for the two guys, I mean, they're just complete wrong-ins, right? Like, what are they doing? Seriously, what are they doing? The driver, fair enough, probably was focused on the road and was like, guys, what are you doing? This is very, very uncomfortable. And you can see the remorse later on in this post. But for the two guys themselves, like, how are you even mates with them in the first place? That is what I just don't really understand. Okay, now for the next update. I've had time to calm down and had long talks with my sister. We're going to meet up with my ex-boyfriend for dinner tonight. That's with a question mark, by the way, I guess unsure at this moment. He's been respectful of my request for space, but has been emotional whenever he thinks about what I went through this morning. His best friend contacted me repeatedly, apologizing for allowing it to get that far, but I asked for him to stop, and he did. The best friend's fiance reached out and has been supportive and apologetic too. I am astounded at the support I've received here and I wish I could thank each of you individually. I've never had anyone other than my sister and boyfriend care for my mental well-being like this. Reddit is a very kind place sometimes. And then finally, we got this update just a week or so ago. In short, I'm healing. My now fiance had a private proposal with me last week. Oh, wow. You know what? I'll be honest, guys. I really didn't expect that, but I was kind of hopeful. We had many tough conversations and his responses to everything reminded me how safe and loved I am by him. He didn't ask for or endorse that type of plan. I've learned that the two friends whom I didn't know were highly influenced by YouTube pranksters and social experiment channels. Also, one of them let us know he's on the spectrum and apologized for his part. Okay, fine, but just because you're on the spectrum doesn't mean you can go around actually properly kidnapping people. Come on. I think that's all I can share for now. I'm only consulting right now, and I may not actually press charges. Once again, thank you so much for all the kindness and support. Opening my inbox today warmed my heart incredibly. Now, there is one final edit from OP saying this. There are a lot of people who disagree with me staying with my fiancé. I'm sorry I couldn't explain in detail how confident I am in him throughout this. Please read carefully before passing judgments. And I'm sorry I couldn't please everyone with my decisions. But after further response, I think pressing charges is the best course of action. Maybe I'm a bit too tender-hearted, but I didn't want the former best friend to get some flack too. But it seems he has to. Yeah, that is a tough one right there. I don't really know how I feel about that. I think I completely agree with OP in reality. Yeah, you don't want the driver who is actually probably a good person. And it, it really wasn't on them was it? I mean, there was going to be a driver no matter what happened, even if Opie had been handed the note as planned and it had been relatively fun, they were they were still going to be involved. So it's a tough one on their behalf. Uh, but ultimately, if you're going to press charges on those other two and you have to do that, and I'm really happy that you have done, then yeah, sadly, the driver, the childhood friend is going to be caught up in one way or another. But you know, if you show remorse and you say, look, I'm so sorry, I didn't expect it to happen like this. And I was just driving the car and it was all planned out like this. And you know, you get the boyfriend's uh, words and OP says that they really don't think the driver was was in the wrong really that much at all then the sentence in theory shouldn't be too bad on the driver but those other two i hope they actually go to jail not gonna lie because i don't know there was lots of different words that you could put in front of assault there that they did on op now as for your boyfriend slash now fiance i'm happy about that i am because i do feel like he just made a, a fatal error and it was a terrible error the sort of error that you'd really hope not to make 
at that stage in a relationship but still you could see that this is just not what he had planned at all it went horribly wrong it's a terrible shame but ultimately we're not gonna know guys we're just reading one post and a couple of updates from op it's up to op and if, if she's happy with her decision and has had solid conversations with her now fiance and feels that over the course of their relationship this is just a blip who am i to say no i think fair play for sticking with him and not just you know completely getting out of the relationship just from one terrible mistake now moving on to our next story this one originally from r slash relationship advice and there are a lot of updates to come my husband and son both lied to me i am a 34 year old woman my husband is a 36 year old man we've been married for 12 years a few weeks ago my husband said that he has seen another woman handle situations that he didn't think i would be able to handle i tried to talk to him about why it bothered me and he just told me it was a passing comment and that i shouldn't take it so seriously he said he'd meant to simply compliment her by saying she was handling so much on her own and that he was impressed by it but i told him it was completely unnecessary and hurtful to compare her to me to compliment her he told me i was being unreasonable and jealous and that he didn't mean anything by it after that he didn't say anything else about it so i dropped it then yesterday when i came home from work i saw a pair of women's fendi sunglasses on our kitchen island kind of hidden by our fruit bowl i picked them up and i asked my husband whose they were he looked confused and was like aren't they yours and i said no our older son 11 years old is sitting at the kitchen table and goes oh those are my friend allison's i took them home by accident i was immediately suspicious these are very expensive sunglasses i know allison's mother and she doesn't seem like the type to let her child bring something worth that much money into school my son kept insisting they were hers and that he'd just taken them home accidentally on the bus and that he'd return them to her tomorrow but i said no that i'd return them to her mother in person so i could make sure they got to them safely when i spoke to allison's mother she confirmed that they weren't allison's and that neither she nor her daughter owned sunglasses like that when i told my son and my husband they both feigned ignorance my son went from saying that he could have sworn they were allison's to well maybe not maybe i don't know whose they are and then my husband said that he does remember taking the sunglasses out of our son's backpack when he was getting out his lunch stuff my younger son who was nine just came home and recognized the sunglasses they are noelle's the woman my husband helps out sometimes the one who he told me to not be upset over comparing me to her i'm gonna confront him when he gets home i don't know what to say to him i feel as though i'm going to immediately burst into tears can someone please give me advice as to what to say and also just general advice please i never thought i'd be in this situation well before we get into the update and we get the reveal of what exactly is going on here i'm gonna be honest i don't have too much confidence i feel like op is in a world of trouble and yeah ultimately it's very likely that you're being cheated on as, as much as it pains me to say it and it's going to be a horrible experience for you i think that's what's going on here the thing that's absolutely mental to me and that i can't quite work out is why your son is covering for your dad like to do that to actually lie about something like that in the knowledge that you are lying right normally you just say oh yeah i don't know whose they are but you're lying for a reason there's no other reason to lie than to cover up for your dad why are you doing that you're 11. It makes me think that that surely the dad has been in the 11-year-old's ear and told him that, which is even more crazy. Imagine cheating on your wife and then telling your son 
to help you out and cover up your infidelity. Is that really what's going on here? That's the thing that I can't get my head around. But nonetheless, let's get in to the reveal. Okay, so this was posted just one day after the original. When he got home, my husband admitted they were Noelle's. She's been over there while I was at work. My husband had not realized they were hers. He thought they were mine, which is why he didn't move them. My older son realized whose they were immediately, which is why he lied about them. He knew I was about to find it all out and was trying to cover. My younger son recognized them because apparently they've gone with Noelle numerous places on my husband's days off while I was at work. I don't know what he told my older son, but he told my youngest not to tell me about Noelle and her son hanging out with them because I would feel bad about being left out because I was at work. What the heck? I returned the glasses to Noelle, who seemed horrified. She was under the assumption I knew about their hangouts. I asked her why she thought it would be okay. She looked really confused and told me why would I care if we were separated anyway? Wow. I told her we absolutely were not separated. We were very much still together. Apparently, my husband told her we'd not been together except for cohabiting and co-parenting for months now. I confronted my husband with this information and he didn't deny it. He apologized but said he had developed feelings for Noel, but didn't want to risk our marriage until he knew if they were true feelings or just attraction. He left the house. Noel wants nothing to do with him because now she knows the truth. He lied to her as well and she is furious. I'm speaking to a lawyer today. I'm not going to speak to him again except through lawyers since I don't have anything else to say to him. And that right there is the definition of a modern day rat. Simple as that. Sorry, but uh, it's true. You can't, you can't just be doing that. I'm sorry, it's actually so crazy that I have to laugh at that sort of stuff. Uh, let me just try and, you know, see if I want to cheat on my wife with this woman. But I'm not entirely sure if I want to lose the, the guarantee of, of having sex with my wife. And the comfort of that relationship until I know for sure that I can have a new one. So we're just going to do this as like a, like a kind of like a free trial, you know? You know when you sign up to Amazon, like, yeah, you get a 90-day free, free trial, but you don't have to actually pay any money. going to do this with Noelle for a little bit. But um, I can always just go back to my wife if it doesn't work out. Oh, actually, no, I do like Noelle. Um, are we going to jump ship? Nah, let's just do both for a while and lie to both of them. And then eventually get found out, thankfully. And both of them have left, which is good. Because that is what, you know, this guy deserved to have happened to him. What an absolute disgrace of a man. Um, now, you know what? I thought about it. As for the 11-year-old kid, that is just a tough position to be in. I don't blame him at all, actually. Because you're 11, you probably want to keep your, your parents together, right? That's the done thing. You're not really thinking, you know I mean? You're 11. Right, so so you're probably just gonna gonna make up a lie or whatever and, and try and keep the peace. Don't blame the kid, completely blame the dad. And again, OP and Noel, because you were lied to as well. I'm very sorry that you were put in this truly awful situation. I met my wife's boyfriend and felt like a guest in my home. This weekend, I met my wife's new boyfriend. I have a lot of feelings about it. And although my wife listened to me, she literally said, I don't know how to respond to your concerns. And that ended the conversation. To set the stage, this was not our first time meeting the other's partners. I have met a now ex-boyfriend of hers and she met my current girlfriend. In both of those cases, we went out to lunch in public and had a friendly getting to know you conversation, did a second activity and then parted ways. There was no touching between anyone during the initial meetings. It was just a friendly hinge chat to introduce Metas. This weekend, my wife had invited her boyfriend over for breakfast and didn't prep for it at all. She was in bed minutes before he arrived and sent me to the store to buy everything we needed. I said we should go out at that point, 
but she said she wanted to cook when i got home he was already in my house with my wife in the master bedroom while she was getting ready this made me tense because we've never had other people in our bedroom before And my wife had previously marked it as her hard boundary I was nervous about meeting this guy because we had a three-way phone call a month ago and I wasn't digging his personality Now I was on edge because of the groceries because she wasn't ready and because he was in my space The guy comes out of my bedroom and he's wearing a full suit and tie while i'm in t-shirt and jeans I perceived this as an odd choice and a power imbalance. My wife later told me he always wears suits But that literally isn't true because after breakfast he changed clothes to go on a date with her and ended up in a t-shirt and jeans So let me get this straight. He wore a suit for breakfast then changed out of it for the rest of the day What we sit down at the table and my wife starts cooking already This is uncomfy to me because the hinge is missing from our conversation previously We sat down at a table together But my wife was effectively uninvolved in me meeting him for the first time just occasionally chiming in while cooking And we didn't really vibe We'd ask each other a question or two and then it would peter out until a new topic came up When the conversation died down the boyfriend just spews sexual comments Saying that he wants to bend her over the kitchen table right now that she should stop cooking and do stuff with us Asking if we want to jump into a threesome right now, etc When we previously spoke on the phone This is part of what made me uncomfy because the conversation was going well until he hyperfixated on sex and any other conversation broke down I had previously conveyed this to my wife after the call, but i'm ashamed to say I didn't stand up for myself I have difficulty saying what I want to in the moment I was also trying to give him the benefit of the doubt and I didn't want to be too aggressive when meeting him for the first time My wife sits down with plates of food and the guy asks if he can sit next to her We have a square table with a chair on each side He picked up his chair and sat on the same side of the table as her Now that was super weird to me and made me uncomfortable My wife later insisted he always does this My beef is that it felt like he didn't view this as an opportunity to meet me He viewed it as a date with my wife and also I was there after the plates were put away I went to the bathroom and came back to them making out in the kitchen This was my first time visually seeing my wife with another person and I was fine with it But then as I started doing the dishes He pushed her down on the couch and fully got on top of her making out and groping her My wife said no and pushed him off. So he went to the bathroom At this point, I talked to my wife and said that her boyfriend was making me extremely uncomfortable in my own home and that I wanted him to tone it down. He walked up behind me, having gone in the hall but not actually gone to the bathroom, and said, Don't mind me, I'm not eavesdropping. I asked my wife to meet me in private to express my frustration. She said that this is just how he is. I said we didn't talk about boundaries for this meeting. I assumed it would be like the other two meetings we've had that I explained previously and that many of the things he's done had crossed lines for me and made me feel uncomfortable in my house. She says to give her a minute and she'll take care of it. I return to the kitchen and he's changing clothes. He brought all his clean laundry in a suitcase and was cycling through outfits, asking my wife what she thought of each. I later told my wife that was extremely weird to me Especially since she went out there with the intent to tell him to tone it down She said the alternative was that she and he go into the bathroom while he changes fast forward They leave to go on their date I stay busy the rest of the day and can't get a hold of my wife from noon to midnight I go to bed having asked her to check in three times 
called her and no response. At 4am, she woke me up to ask if he could spend the night because they'd been out until 3.30am and it was an hour drive back to his house. I said no because we'd planned a full day just us for the next day. My wife went out to talk to him, then came back and said he was too tired to drive and asked me to reconsider. I'm barely awake, so I begrudgingly say fine. My wife promises not to stay out so late again and we go to bed. Boyfriend sleeps in the guest room. My wife and I had planned to go to breakfast, but had to put a pause on that because the boyfriend hadn't woken up by 10 a.m. I say we can get drive through breakfast. And my wife sends me out alone because she doesn't want him to wake up in the house by himself. She tells me he'll be gone by the time I get back. At 10.45, I get home and he's still there. My wife comes down and makes him coffee because we didn't get him anything because he was supposed to be gone already. I told my wife point blank I wanted him to leave because this was our day together and we'd already had to change plans because of him. She said that would be rude and that we still had the whole rest of the day just us. He ended up staying until noon. He didn't say a word to me as he sat at the table drinking coffee and then fist bumped me goodbye. When he finally left, my wife asked how I thought it went. I expressed everything I've described here. Told her his personality made me uncomfortable. He ignored me, made me feel like a guest in my house. I didn't appreciate him spending the night, etc., etc., etc. My wife said, Thank you for being honest. I don't know how to respond to your concerns. It's important to me that you like him. I need to think about this and shut the conversation down for now so that we could focus on our planned day. I don't know how to handle all of this. I do not like this man. Okay, there we go. That is it for the original post. Now, everything I say from this point onwards, I'm saying in the context of knowing that this is posted on r slash polyamory, right? So I'm not going to say anything about, okay, if you don't like him, then you should talk to your wife and just try and be with her one-on-one, stuff like that. It's not worth me saying. Polyamory is already, you know, a pretty contentious thing. I don't agree with it, but, you know, people like it and and that's, that's up to them. You know, OP and his wife seem pretty content with that and i'm not going to argue against that so just want to make that abundantly clear before we focus on this post now in terms of advice that i could give op just off the rip i don't know this guy just seems like an awful bloke but if your wife's into him i don't really know what you can say other than she's being extremely disrespectful by not really listening to your opinion at all i don't know exactly how polyamory works maybe one day i will i doubt it but all i will say is that surely if you are married to somebody, even if you are polyamorous, they're the person that you have to respect the most. I don't know. Anyone watching or listening that loves a little bit of that, let me know in the comments down below if that's how it works. Maybe I'm wrong. However, where this story really takes a turn for the worst is in the update. I mean, not saying it's not weird already, but just a month later, we got this update with a truly terrifying title. Everyone met my wife's boyfriend and fears for her safety. So a lot has happened since my last post. Using the advice I got from r slash polyamory, I set a clear boundary with my wife that I did not want to interact with her boyfriend again and that he wasn't welcome in the house while I was there. I expressly stated how uncomfortable he made me with specific examples. I used a lot of the advice folks gave her and I came to an understanding. True to form, I have not seen the boyfriend since then. But then things got worse. I was out of town for the weekend and my wife had the boyfriend over for two whole days. In that time, he met our two housemates and made them both extremely uncomfortable. He met my girlfriend's parents as well and made them extremely uncomfortable. And he and my wife had loud sex in the guest room at 2am and kept our roommate awake when she had work the next day. 
The roommate actually interrupted them because it was keeping her awake And this was after they'd set a house rule that they'd not do this as it's already happened once before on sunday morning while i was away I woke up to angry text messages from both our roommates describing what they called serial killer behavior Both said they were furious and extremely uncomfortable Interesting to me is they both described the same pretend to go to the bathroom to cover eavesdropping in the hallway thing that I described previously This made me upset as I obviously want my housemates to feel safe on my way home on sunday My mother-in-law called to say she had father's day brunch with my wife and her new boyfriend And he made the whole extended family extremely uncomfortable Such that they don't want to interact with him again This was extremely irritating because my wife did not tell me that she intended to introduce the boyfriend to her family at all Which is also my family because of marriage slash estrangement to my bio family at this point I say enough is enough I'd been texting my housemates and called a house meeting as soon as I got home My roommate who was kept awake started by saying I hate this man. I never want to see him again I am politely asking that you do not let him back in the house at all Then my next roommate said something very similar as did I my wife asked if we all feel this way I said everyone you have introduced them to feels this way everyone Realizing how badly the weekend had gone for everyone else and that brunch hadn't gone as well as she thought My wife was taken aback as many people here on reddit said both of my roommates said the boyfriend terrifies them That he acts like a serial killer and that they're concerned for her safety. My wife then said Yeah, that's what I like about him. Okay, that is that is meant that is wow How do you even reply to that? We went around stating what he had done to make us uncomfortable and my wife started to shut down She didn't try to defend him. She didn't say anything She stopped responding until finally one of our roommates asked if she had anything to say She didn't try to defend him. She didn't say anything She stopped responding until finally one of our roommates asked if she had anything to say She said she wished we had told her this sooner because she had just said I love you to him earlier that day Which was news to me She asked why nobody had told her sooner and the answer was that he was attached to her hip for two days And he looks over her shoulder to read all her phone messages after a lot of discussion My wife agreed that she would not bring her boyfriend around if anyone was at the house She said that probably means he won't come back to the house at all She also said she wouldn't ask anyone to leave so he could come over and that he wasn't invited to parties Except that she'd already invited him to an upcoming party at our house next weekend And she wasn't strong enough to uninvite him But also that she is afraid everyone at the party will hate him and be made uncomfortable Your wife has no backbone Moreover, she told me that she's going to continue seeing him Now while I understand this, it also made me a little sad Two weeks ago, she'd said that if I ever hated one of her partners, then she and that person could not be compatible. At this point, her best friends, her husband, and her parents were saying that they never want to see this man again and that they're afraid for her safety. And she no longer seemed bothered. I don't know what is going to happen next. I'm sincerely hoping he does not come to the party next week. And my roommates and my mother-in-law have each individually shared that they're afraid he is going to try to kill either my wife or me now yeah i mean sometimes okay normally right when i start these like little commentaries at the end i i think a little bit about what i'm gonna say before i i press record right now with this one i haven't done that because i just want to convey my raw reaction like with the, without a second of thinking just immediately after reading this and this is the fact that I, i'm actually completely befuddled uh, by what i've just read and pretty much 
speechless for maybe the first time in my life you have someone that everyone has said acts like a serial killer but then you're saying you know what that's why i like him now that's that's tough it really is tough to hear if you're op what i genuinely would say to op if you're watching mate i know we go a long way back and um we're both not i'm not going to take the neck out polyamory sorry i won't do that what i will say to you op is uh and i'm leaving that in by the way do you really want to be with somebody who who like who acts like this and says oh why didn't you guys tell me earlier like are you stupid she must be stupid it's so obvious i mean maybe unless she was just completely transfixed by this guy i don't know if someone is hated that much by literally every person you know in your life that should be obvious but unless you are an ostrich and your head is in the sand run that back that's what i say come on man we're not living in the the you know dark age anymore get your head out the sand are you an ostrich that is my question can i say it, actually if any of you get that reference then you have surprised me it's a weird one it really is i just think from your perspective op you have to make that decision yourself now do you want to be with your wife if she is the sort of person that is going to continue seeing someone that literally everyone in the world hates and that may well be a serial killer i don't know that decision is up to you as for the story Wow. I am at a loss as to what to do with my wife's request. My wife and I have been married since 2001 and been together since 1999. She is the most intelligent, thoughtful, caring, loyal person I know, and I've always thought of myself as fortunate to have met and married her. She is, even today, aesthetically beautiful, and men have told her this throughout our marriage. She's always shot them down. Now, earlier this year, she was diagnosed with uterine cancer, stage one, and had a full hysterectomy. I was never concerned about the cancer. It was diagnosed early, dealt with quickly, and she made a full recovery. I took time off work to look after her after the surgery, and all seemed well. There were some to be expected emotional instances on her parts, and although I am not an emotional person, we dealt with them together. After her recovery, she was insistent that we start living life to the fullest, and took a 10-day trip to Europe, followed by a trip to Belize. We also have a trip to the UK and Spain and Portugal later this year. Now I'm fine with these things, building memories and crossing bucket list adventures off of her and our list. I also understand that these are a result of feeling fragile on her parts. She also took up yoga, swimming and healthy cooking classes. I was fully on board until last week. Last week, she came home from work and told me she wanted a hall pass, a one-time opportunity for her to have sex with someone else besides me she said that since her cancer diagnosis her outlook on life has changed and she doesn't want to be handcuffed from doing things she wants to do she explained that there's a guy at her work that she's always had some attraction to he is leaving the company and she'll never see him again so this is the perfect opportunity to sleep with someone else she said that i could say no of course but that she would be mad and disappointed at me for an indeterminate amount of time and that it would be confirmation of my male toxicity and insecurity i don't consider myself to be toxic and if not wanting your wife of 20 plus years to have sex with someone else is insecure then guess i'm insecure i told her that i appreciated her talking to me about this but approval via coercion is not approval i also said that i do not appreciate her language in describing my as of yet unknown reaction to this very large issue that could affect the rest of our marriage and life i got up in the morning and she basically said that she was sorry for putting such a large decision solely on my shoulders and that to help she was taking the decision away from me she booked a hotel near where her co-workers are having a party slash send off for this guy and she would spend the night there with him 
and hoped that I would be here when she got back. That she would answer any questions I have about the night after it happened, but not before. She will not tell me who he is or anything about him because she knows me too well and that I will dwell and obsess over him and that would make it too real for me, which is pretty accurate. Her POV is that the less I know, the better, which contradicts the offer to tell me anything I want to know after it happened. I think she knows I won't want to know or ask anything, or she simply just won't tell me. Part of me thinks at least she's been honest with me, and she's been through a lot since finding out she had cancer, so maybe I should just let it happen. I certainly have no concept of what she went through, so I cannot dismiss how this affected her mental state or outlook on life. Part of me wants to put my foot down and say this is not going to happen and deal with those consequences when they happen. Her BFF called me callous for even suggesting that I wouldn't let it happen because I have no idea what she went through. I find it hard to believe that she is okay with the possibility of throwing away 20 plus years of marriage over some guy that she's had no relationship with outside of work and that I should just call her bluff. Maybe she thinks similarly that I won't throw away the marriage because of one encounter. I just don't know what to do. I empathize with her and then an instant later, I'm angry with her. Part of me wants to know who this guy is. What does he look like? What has he got that is so enthralling for her? Is he just a safe option? Is he married? Does his wife know? Would I be a callous jerk for saying no? What can I do besides walking away? Okay, now... Where do we even begin? Now, of course, this is best of Redditor updates, so we're gonna get a lot more content here. But off the rip, I've gotta say, what a load of absolute rubbish. I know multiple people, you know, multiple couples in which one of them has gone through cancer and they survive. And they don't just then go, you know what? Yeah, I've survived this. I'm not gonna go around shagging like, you know, like a legend. They just don't do that. It's very abnormal. Now, the whole part about, about your wife ticking things off your and her collective bucket list is great you know traveling making her realize and making you guys realize that life is short it can end at any moment it's good to do things you want to do whilst you have the chance to do them completely fine until you get to having sex with one of your co-workers forcing your husband to be okay with it that's probably a little bit too far at that point i think how about just end the marriage and move on with your life it's just very very strange what, what I love the most, and by love I mean just c- cannot get at all, is her saying, no, you have to let me do this because, by the way, I had cancer, and therefore you have to let me cheat on you. It's on you. Like, her saying, you know what, I'm just going to take the decision out of your hands. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'll, I'll just take the decision out of your hands. Don't worry about me. It's so great. I love it. Nonetheless, let's carry on, and, and, and let's get into this comment which was posted on the original, which I think is really, really good. Kind of think this is the way your marriage will be from now on. With her epiphany, she wants to relive her life and she's going to do it regardless of your feelings. I think she's being rather selfish and probably only threatens this because she thinks you are beaten down and will simply put up with it. Perhaps not the best time for trips and frills. She wants a single life. Let her see what that means. I agree. I feel like, you know, obviously it's very, very tough for you. And I completely understand what you're going through in the sense that you say that one second, you're like, no way am I ever going to let her do this. I'm going to call her bluff, go and do it. She won't. And then the, the next you're like, oh, well, I do love her so much. And she did also have cancer. That's going to be very mentally taxing. Oh, by the way, I'm not for one second saying that I know what that's like or how it feels or I can empathize with that in any way. I obviously can't. But I agree with this commenter. It gets to a stage where you've got to just say to her, yeah, obviously you're not allowed to do this. I don't care. And also, what's your best friend saying about you can't not let her do this? She had cancer. Again, terrible friend. Sorry, very obvious. You just have to you have to call her bluff. You have to just say, you know what, this is going to hurt me, but go and do it. And if you do it, 
that's the end. It is weird though. 20 plus years of marriage and that? Wow. Now, OP has actually replied to a couple of comments from the original saying this. She thinks because she'll never see this guy again and that I have never met him, supposedly, that it won't really affect me or our marriage in the long term. I'm left with accepting it and never viewing her the same way again or going through a divorce at 54. Not really great options on either front. That is a very fair point. I don't know where her head is and the bout with cancer is affecting her in ways that I couldn't possibly imagine. I don't think she believes I will leave. There we go. I mean, you've pretty much said exactly what I think there. You have to test that though. If she doesn't think that you'll leave, you have to actually leave and then see what her reaction is. Because then if she goes and does this thing anyway, you know that sadly, very, very sad and painfully, though it may be, it was the right decision for you to do that because otherwise you'd just be a massive cuck. Uh, and secondly, you have to test her. You just have to because she can't just get away with stuff like this for the rest of your life together because even if you do stay together, you'll just be miserable. So unfortunately, that is the only thing you can really do. Now, let's get in to the update that was posted just a few days later. I received a ton of advice that I couldn't possibly respond to. I do appreciate the people who took time to offer advice in the comments all via PM. It's been an exhausting couple of days. I was hoping that my opposition to her plans would give her pause, but unfortunately that did not happen. I said I am a hard no, and I'm not sure how I will feel about you if you go ahead with it. I was met once again with, this is for me, it will be one time, what can I say to help you deal with it? You'll get over it. We were meant to be regardless of the situation. Remarks leading up to Saturday. Some of the most selfish words there that I've ever heard. Despite the fact that this woman went through cancer. At this point, I honestly don't really care. That's insane. So she left on Saturday ostensibly to meet her co-workers. But in reality, to screw the guy. I asked her to text me when she was leaving for the bar, and when she did, I asked her if she was really going to go through with this. After her response was this, I'm not answering any more questions tonight, I will see you tomorrow, I blocked my wife. Then, I did something either stupid or brilliant. I went to the bar where the get-together was happening. You know what, I love this. Well, not the bar, but a transit bench across the street. I waited for a long time. It was running through my mind leading up to this event that I need to know who this guy was. Maybe to compare myself against him. To see what he had that I do not. It was driving me crazy not knowing who he was and what was so special about him that she would ruin a marriage for. After what seemed like an eternity, a woman that I recognized from my wife's office left the bar and got in a cap. Soon, other people started filing out and a whole group came out and people were hugging a man and shaking his hand. I assumed that I had my guy. I didn't see my wife and I had a brief thought that maybe she had called it off. I unblocked her, but there were no messages. Everyone said their goodbyes and left. The dude was standing outside for a few minutes and then my wife came out. She looked around, took his hand and they started walking away together. Of all the emotions I went through, trepidation, sadness, anger, it was disgust that really encapsulated the event for me. This guy was short fat and bald all the things i cannot compete with ultimately i felt like a pervert for watching from a distance i followed until they got to the hotel and then turned around and went home i woke up sunday morning and put a lock on the master bedroom door i moved her things to the spare room and left a note asking her to find another accommodation as quickly as possible i visited another friend who's a lawyer and he gave me some sage advice and a couple of recommendations for divorce attorneys and made the introductions my wife has been calling me numerous times since around 11 or so. 
Once blocked, the calls go to voicemail. I listened to the first couple but felt nothing but some satisfaction when she couldn't get through to me and she was obviously becoming concerned. I didn't want to go home, but I left in such a hurry that I didn't plan overnight properly. I got home around nine and as per my buddy's advice, I recorded the interaction. I was halfway up the stairs when she came up from the family room asking what was going on. Could we talk? I thought we talked about this. I just answered with I am not interested in discussing this tonight and went to bed after not getting a response from me through the door She left me alone. I feel kind of like a child for not talking with her and shutting the door on her But I just couldn't look at her monday. I got up and ready for work She was waiting for me and asked if we could discuss getting back to normal I said you've been doing all the talking for the both of us for the last week Why don't you just continue? And I left for work. I have an appointment with the attorneys that my friend recommended for this week. And there we go, guys. That is the end of that one. I I don't really know quite what to make about this story because I feel like we've just encountered one of the most stupid women of all time. She is surprised when her husband of 20 years is annoyed at her because she cheated on him. Not just with anyone, but with a, a short, fat, bald man. I mean, does it get any worse? Look, I'm all for short kings and bald kings and also fat kings what a trifecta that is listen if you're short bald and fat get in the comments down below are you this bloke i want to know now one thing i will say before getting myself in trouble is that there is another comment here that i want to highlight because i think it's a very good comment that kind of in all seriousness encapsulates my thoughts here it is i can only hope that you've decided to do what's best for you at the end of the day you're the one that has to live with your decisions From the previous post, it's obvious that your wife, and I use that term merely as a placeholder, has made her decision. I know that having something that has been such a huge part of your life end can be daunting, but sometimes it's for the best. And yeah, I think this time it absolutely is for the best. You clearly made the right decision. Your wife's dumb and she's also unfaithful. What a terrible, terribly potent combination. Good stuff, OP. Right, now our final story from this episode is actually one chosen by one of you guys. One of you added me on Twitter saying, do you remember that face tattoo story that I narrated about six months, 12 months ago? And I said, you know what, I do. And then they said, there's actually been an update to that post. If you don't remember the original, I will link it down below. It's probably on screen right now as well, the thumbnail or behind the eye button. Pretty much this woman gets a face tattoo and then wonders why her fiance is annoyed at her. Like, she doesn't even tell him. She just does it. And then it's like, oh, what? Don't you like it? He's like, no. To be honest, it's quite a silly story. But one of you told me on Twitter that there's been an update, and there has. Just a week ago, we got this update. So here we go. About nine months ago, my ex-fiancé, Kim, got a face tattoo without telling anyone. This was just the start of her doing everything she could to ruin her life. She broke up with me and called off our seven-year relationship when I questioned why she did this. She worked in a client-facing job for an incredibly large financial institution and was let go within a month of showing back up for work after getting the tattoo. I kept in contact with Kim's sister, hoping for some news. They tried to get her help as they thought she was having some kind of psychotic break. However, she eventually called the police on her own family, claiming they were harassing her. After that, I decided to just walk away. Now, Kim didn't just destroy her own life. When she broke up with me, I felt numb. I knew this wasn't Kim doing this. I wanted to believe deep down that Kim was always like this. Always this impulsive crazy who would ruin her life by getting a face tattoo. I tried to convince myself that I'd not lost the wonderful woman who I'd spent seven years of my life with. However, clearly the person who made these choices was not Kim. The woman who told me over the phone she hated my guts for not supporting her. 
The woman who wrote she hated me and only ever stayed with me out of pity. That was not the woman I asked to marry. That was not Kim. That was someone who I came to find out was having a mental breakdown. That resulted in months of bad decisions that will affect the rest of her life. The day I walked away and told her sister I could not deal with it anymore was the worst day of my life. It hit me like a train. The numbness and denial of what I lost hit me all at once. I almost quit my own job and moved back home to my parents. I can only thank my boss for being so understanding that she let me take four weeks off to deal with what happened. She and the rest of my team went far beyond what should ever be expected of co-workers and management that it makes me realize how close I was to leaving a job I actually enjoy. I never moved on from Kim, but I came to accept what had happened. I thought I was okay until two weeks ago. I got a call from Kim. She'd blocked my number and done everything she could to remove me from her life. My mind just blanked when I saw it was her calling. I picked up and it was actually her. We didn't talk. I didn't know what to say to her. We decided she'd come over to my place and then we talked. The tattoo is still there, but she's covering it up now with makeup. She says when she has the funds, she's going to look into getting it removed if possible. She's lost a lot of weight since I last saw her. She's not been able to find a new job. She'll probably need to move to a new city for that. She wasn't the Kim I'd fallen in love with. She was like a shell of herself. Something just wasn't there anymore that used to be. Kim told me what had happened. The year leading up to the tattoo was awful for her. The stress of everything seemed to pile up more and more. I respect her and keep much of what she told me secret. However, the thing that's important is that she secretly started doing methamphetamines to keep up her performance at work and to deal with everything. And one day, she just out of nowhere decided she hated everything about her life. She explained why at the time she wanted the tattoo. It doesn't really make much sense, but a lot of what she was thinking at the time didn't. And from there, she just lost control of everything. I won't talk about what happened after she disappeared, but it's not pretty. These are things that she did that will follow her for the rest of her life. It explained a lot, but it didn't make things any better. We talked for nearly the entire night. She didn't leave my place until almost 4 a.m. Since then, she said that she wants to try and get back together with me. She admitted she knows things cannot be the same, yet she wants to try. I haven't talked to anyone about what I'm about to say yet. I've held off on talking to Kim about it because it feels selfish. But there's something about the way Kim acts, about the way it affected my life, that irks me. When we talked that night, she said that I was lucky she cut me off. I was lucky I didn't get put through any of this. I was lucky that my crazy ex wasn't at my door screaming or showing up to my work and causing a scene. She acts like my life wasn't affected at all. I told her what happened after she left, how much it hurt, how I almost quit my job and moved across the country. Her response was dismissive. Like because I didn't go through with that, I don't get to complain. She acted like because I wasn't the one with a tattoo on her face, I don't get to act like it had long lasting effects on me. She didn't even apologize for the explicit and hateful note she left with my things when she returned them. Or for the phone call where she called me a manipulative, selfish jerk who only wanted her for her body or even just for breaking up with me. She knows she was wrong to do it, but it's almost as if she's acting like because she had a breakdown, I can't hold her accountable for what she did to me because it wasn't long lasting. I texted her last night saying how hard it was for me when she left. She ignored it entirely and tried to move on no acknowledgement at all. I don't know why, but it hurt me. It hurt me so much. 
I feel like I did back when all those emotions finally hit me after she left. I wish she'd just never come back into my life now. I wish I didn't know what happened. I wish I hadn't picked up the call because it hurts. But a part of me feels like I'm being selfish or complaining too much that I don't get to feel this way because I'm not the one who had the mental breakdown. But there we go. A pretty similar story to the first one, truth be told. Both stories have a man who's been so deeply saddened or I guess kind of even traumatized by their ex-wife now or wife or fiance's past doings or current doings you know what I mean but then even when that woman has come back into their life and you feel like both these men might just say uh you know what despite all the trauma I still love you I'm gonna get back with you we can get through this they both in my opinion make the correct decision and say you know what no I can't do this anymore what you did is truly ridiculous it hurt me so much and that's the end and to both men I have to commend them because I think they made the right decision and I know in that position how hard that decision would be to make. So fair play to these guys. It takes a lot of courage and bravery to do that. And um, yeah, I would just say put yourself in their position if you can for a moment and think about how hard this would actually be. Obviously, for someone like me or you looking at this objectively, you can think, okay, these women are just crazy and stupid. But if you actually love that person, then that is a totally different conundrum. But yeah, as I said, I think they made the right decision. What do you guys think? get in the comments down below. I think my friend's clumsy boyfriend is purposely hurting her. So I am a 26 year old woman and my friend Kay, who's also 26, has been dating Andrew, a 25 year old guy for almost a year now. Honestly, until these last months, I really liked them together and he has assimilated into our friend group really well. He's been easy to talk to and is someone who I thought could be the perfect match to Kay. In the beginning, Andrew was always known for being clumsy, occasionally spilling on himself, tripping, and sometimes just being an overall goof. We joked he was the poster child of a himbo. It started with a simple mistake, Andrew spilling wine on Kay's outfit. He seemed so apologetic and genuinely sorry. Then a couple of days later, out of pot luck, Andrew bumps into Kay while she was bringing out a salad bowl causing it to fall on her foot and giving her a pretty nasty bruise. Again, apologetic, but this time just rubbed me the wrong way. It seemed awkward the way he'd bumped into her. Then there were just more of these accidents, like ripping a dress when he was falling, trying to catch his balance, dropping a bowl of chocolate ice cream on her shoes, and spilling an ashtray that landed all over her hair. All of this just gave me a weird feeling, like why does it feel like his clumsiness is getting worse? Recently, we were having a movie night. Kay was sitting on the floor and I'd gotten up from the couch to get some more popcorn when I heard Andrew walking over with hot tea. I'm thinking, no way I'm gonna have her get piping hot tea spilled on her by accident. So I get up and say, oh, thanks for grabbing this. Do you mind grabbing me popcorn since you're closest? He kind of gets a defensive tone with me saying, yeah, but let me give this to Kay first. I said, no, it's, it's not a problem. I'll give it to her as sweetly as possible and took the mug out of his hands and gave it to Kay. He seemed kind of distant the whole rest of the evening. I talked to one of my friends in our group just about the tea drama and she said that Andrew might have been angry, feeling like I was babying him. I think that if he's been prone to hurting his girlfriend, wouldn't he want to avoid situations that could get her seriously hurt? Wouldn't you want a friend to help you? Am I just overthinking this? I want to talk to Kay about my concerns soon because I'm really scared for her. I just want to be wise in how I speak to her. I don't want her to take anything I say the wrong way. Any advice would be so helpful. Okay, so that was the original post posted on the 5th of August, 2023. In fact, the first update comes just a day later. But off the bat, 
Let me know in the comments what do you think. Me, personally, something is definitely up here. I'm sorry, you don't do this sort of thing a number of times. Especially, what was the last example that OP gave? Spilling an ashtray that landed all over her hair. I mean, I don't know. Has that ever happened to anyone ever? Not that I can think of. It's just too many things happening that are accidents. But in reality, I mean, these things sort of don't happen. And yeah, it did seem kind of ominous when he was walking over with the tea. Now, at this stage, we're not sure, but... As I said, let's get into the first update, which was posted just a day later. OP saying as a little edit before we get into this, that she's going to reach out to Kay and chat with her about all of this. Okay, so it's now August the 6th, the next day. Hi all. This evening, I got a text from Andrew. It seems my friend, who I'll be referring to as Sarah, had told him about the tea situation. He texted, Hey, just wanted to reach out and let you know that I wasn't angry with you. I played it cool and just replied, Hey, no problem, man. Just wanted to make sure all was good with you. He messaged me back that, lol, yeah, why wouldn't I be? I left it alone after that. I reached out to Sarah and asked her how the story was relayed to him. And she explained that it sort of came up in conversation. She had told him that I hadn't meant to baby him and hoped I didn't make him angry by taking away the teacup. Sarah is a fixer and I think she just wanted any conflict between us to be resolved. While I know she was coming from a good place, I'm a bit frustrated to have my words twisted into what she believes happened. I messaged Kay and we are still hanging out either early Monday or Tuesday. She seems to be fine with me. We had a quick call, but she seemed less talkative, which has me nervous. I really hope I didn't screw everything up. After a lot of comments, I've decided I'm going to be careful with my wording. A lot of you have pointed out Andrew could have a medical condition. Now, yes, while I'm a bit skeptical, I will keep this in mind. Hopefully, my concerns can be addressed in a way that flows with our conversation. Thank you all for your feedback, even if some was harsh. And to all who have shared DV, I presume that's domestic violence stories, I'm so sorry you'd ever received any mistreatment. You deserve happiness and safety. I'll be posting an update as soon as we have our talk or anything changes. Yeah, it's a tough one in OP's spot. Obviously, you want to err on the side of caution because imagine you said, oh, it's probably just a few accidents and then something serious happened, you know, really serious. You can never forgive yourself. So I understand what OP is going through here and that she thinks she has to do something and I appreciate it, really. Better to be safe than sorry, is what I'm trying to say. Okay, now we're going to have a look at a few comments that OP left below this post, kind of in replies to other Redditors, which I think shed more light on the situation. So the first thing that OP said was, he's only being clumsy with her. In fact, I'd say it's become more focused on her. I mean, that right there is eye-opening. And I think that that is the reason why OP is so concerned, right? If Andrew was just being clumsy with everyone and in general, then perhaps you could say, yes, he's just a clumsy individual. Or you could go down the line of maybe he has a medical treatment or needs some sort of help. Because it's just focused on his girlfriend. That is concerning. OP continues. Sorry, should have been more clear in my writing. Andrew's clumsiness, while apparent, was always self-inflicted, like a small spill or mostly tripping a bit over his feet. It's only been recently with his behavior that it's become more pointed towards Kay. Like, it's rarely been him being the injured or spilled on party. It's now only been Kay. Someone asked, does he do it when she's particularly proud of or happy in an outfit? I see maybe uh, hinting at jealousy there. OP replies, the dress he ripped was one of her favorites and she had to go home early because it ripped in the cleavage area and she was more embarrassed. The ashtray being dumped on her hair was when she was wearing her hair natural curly when she mostly straightens it 
but she'll have her hair natural randomly and nothing happens. Also, he totally ruined her white heels with the chocolate ice cream. Now, it's at this point, guys, where Opie realizes that something might be up. She's put two and two together and realized that there actually might be a pattern in Andrea's behavior. Take a look at this comment on screen. There's something I've been thinking about and writing it all down, I just realized all the accidents have to do with her looks spilling on her outfits, bumping into her when she's wearing a dress, chocolate ice cream on her shoes. Those were white heels. Yes, I know that's just speculation. Someone else said it could be a Munchausen by proxy situation, which is pretty much where someone pretends to be ill. Overall, just solidifies that I just need to talk to her, which I will be doing this week. There we go. What do we think? I mean, now that it's been put on paper like that, I kind of agree. It does seem to be all with her looks which we didn't know at first, but yeah, something is definitely going on here. There's no way that Andrew is just clumsy. OP continues. Also, her reaction to these accidents is always quick to try and move on. She is somewhat introverted and doesn't like attention, so she's just quick to say she's fine and move on from it. She'll tell Andrew that she forgives him and just to be careful. Now, people in the comments were saying that seems a little bit sinister, right? It seems like he's trying to see what he can get away with. And OP replies, that's what's been hard. I felt like I've been the only friend to notice. Like no one else seems to want to believe that Andrew's doing this on purpose because we've known him to be this clumsy guy. I mean, who wants to believe that someone's doing this on purpose? And then one final question. Does this happen in front of others or also with just the two of them? From what I understand, replies OP, he's always had these accidents in front of friends, not when it's just the two of them. And whenever it happens, he gets really apologetic and he's never laughed about it. But it just feels so weird. Like he's being so over the top. Like once he said, I would hate myself if I seriously hurt you. I don't know. That just came off so odd to me for his usual character, who's typically a silly guy. Yeah, that is very weird. That is almost projecting or foreshadowing that you will seriously hurt her. And that, oh, I didn't mean to... And because I'm now saying it in the present that, oh, wouldn't it be such a shame if I did? It kind of is allowing it when it eventually does happen. Even though, let's be honest, it seems as though Andrew would do this on purpose. I don't know. I'm getting a weird picture of this guy. Right then, let's get into the next update from August the 8th, three days from the original post. Hi all. Sorry for the delay. A lot has gone on. So I talked to Kay this morning. I started off the conversation normal. When Kay says, hey, why were you concerned about Andrew bringing me tea? I just say, I'd noticed he'd been more clumsy lately and I wanted to avoid either of you getting hurt. She was quiet for a bit, then asked me, do you think it's odd how he's been acting? Now, considering all your Reddit's advice, I respond with, I care about you and want you to be safe. I don't want to hurt you or Andrew, but I do feel like most of the accidents have come at your expense. I don't want it to get to a point where you have a worse injury. This is when Kay bursts out crying like I've never seen. After composing herself enough to talk, she says she's been so suspicious of how these accidents have been centered around her and how validating it was to have someone feel the same way. It's been causing her a lot of anxiety and she felt so relieved when I took the teacup away from him. She's tried to suggest to Andrew that he should just go to a doctor, but he says he's perfectly fine. Now, Kay is not confrontational, so she just drops it. She said how recently Sarah, Andrew, and her were all hanging out together. Sarah told Andrew, I was so upset about how he was hesitant to hand me the teacup. 
a completely different story from what Sarah told me. Now, I've been more open with my emotions in my post due to my anonymity, but in person, I was very casual about the situation. I said something along the lines of, hey, did you think I upset Andrew by taking the tea when I asked him to get me popcorn? I hope I didn't come off rude. Then Kay told me something really disturbing, how during this conversation, Andrew and Sarah started joking about Kay being a battered wife. How ridiculous the idea would be if Andrew was really abusing her and some really dark jokes. This had Kay feeling like she was crazy to think that these accidents might be on purpose. Also, they said some things about me that made her so upset that she couldn't even tell me. Kay said she's felt trapped living with him and how he's intertwined in our group. She felt like she needed to wait to have proof that he was faking it to make it worth a bunch of drama. I feel horrible that she's felt so alone in this. I was pretty blunt and I just asked, do you still love him? She responded, I don't. I think I don't even like him anymore. So we talked about the best way for Kay to leave Andrew, being as safe as possible. Kay called in sick to work and we went over to her house and talked with our friend, Leia, her roommate. Andrew was out at work, so we quickly moved all their things into Leia's room. She has a key to her door. Anything that was super sentimental to either of them, we packed in my car. Kay is going to stay at my house and Leia wanted to stay with a family member who lives not too far away. Kay has written a letter to Andrew ending things. She's going full no contact. She set a date that she expects him to leave. He moved in with them so he doesn't have his name on the lease. Our friends Mike and Corey will be staying at the house. This is to ensure that nothing will be damaged due to an accidents also to let kate and leia know when it's safe to come back thank you all so much for your advice tomorrow i plan to go on a little shopping spree with kate doing everything i can to alleviate her anxiety so far we know that andrew has seen the note and is packing to leave so so far so good and if anything happens i'll be sure to update you all and there we go that is it but before we end this one i've picked out some relevant comments which I think explain a little bit more about what's going on from the original post. And OP has replied, giving some clarity. So here's the first one. Someone asked, what on earth is up with Sarah? OP replied, this is what is so odd to me. I said Sarah was a fixer because she's always been the mum friend, wanting everyone to be safe and happy. I've never noticed anything between them, just normal banter that we all have with one another. I just don't know why she's going to bat for him so hard. We had a call where she was very mean to me, to put it mildly. She's very angry at me, like I was the one who caused all of this, as well as some very personal attacks. I think Andrew is telling her something because this isn't who I knew her to be at all. Or maybe she's always been like this, but has simply mastered. it. Another question is this. Did Kay ever tell you what Sarah said? I told Kay vaguely about what Sarah said on the phone call and asked if it was similar and she confirmed. Being as vague as possible, it has to do with my family's issues with addiction and situations happening due to that. I told our friends in confidence. Knowing she's used that to weaponize it against me and has told Andrew has made my skin crawl. So how about other friends and their reactions to Kay and Sarah? Well, OP replies that Kay is safe and we will do all we can to keep it that way. All of our friends, except Sarah, have been a huge help in Kay's healing during this time. It's been amazing to be a part of and to witness. We've all since blocked her. Her comments towards Kay and me have not been tolerated by our group. Hopefully, this is the wake-up call she needs. And finally, a couple of Redditors had concerns about safety. You know, maybe Andrew comes back. OP even mentioned the fact that Andrew could 
try and get access to the house cause another accident once again in inverted commas so yeah has op has k done anything to ensure their future safety op replies that luckily thanks to this they've bought one of those camera detectors waiting for it to arrive still they have four months left on their lease and are considering moving, but nothing is set in stone. Andrew's already moved out and Mike and Corey had him hand over the key to the apartment, but we're still waiting till the locks are changed and the detectors arrived to help Kay and Leia move back in. So there we go. That really is it. Uh, what a story. You know, I really actually quite like this one. Obviously not what's going on here and it's a terrible situation to be in, but the moral and I think what it shows is pretty powerful. Just off the rip. At the start when oh you know a little accident here and there most people didn't even bat an eye even you know the majority of well pretty much everyone right apart from op who was good friends with k didn't even notice anything to really be awry but op big shout out just felt that something was off didn't really believe it didn't buy it as much as andrew was saying oh it's an accident just being clumsy i'm so sorry there were little undertones as we saw throughout of things that just weren't quite right i mean the main one that sticks out is saying Oh, if I ever seriously hurt you, I don't want to do that. It would be so terrible. Like, who says that? Seriously, who does? Fair play OP for noticing the signs early on. And not just for noticing them, but for doing something about it. Because a lot of people would have thought, oh, this is a little bit dodgy, but, you know, not my relationship. But you're just being an unbelievable friend there. And as you can see, the outpouring of emotion when you finally said to Kay, when, when someone finally noticed and said to her, listen i see what you're going through you know i can see it in my eyes and she felt validated in that one moment that is unbelievable from you right there that is great friendship that is what being a good friend is all about so uh, yeah op shout out to you for who knows saving k perhaps from from serious damage emotional and maybe even physical down the line i mean probably physical let's be honest some of the stuff that that andrew and sarah were saying at the end there crazy scenes and yeah letting her move on with her life and, and getting rid of this absolute toxic demon great story just shows that having a little bit of awareness and calling something out when you see it no matter how small can have such big ramifications in a good way on someone's life all my friends think my girlfriend is creepy are they right hi reddit i a 22 year old man started dating my girlfriend let's call her alice who was 21 about seven months ago we met while working on a group project for one of our college classes. From the moment I met her, I felt an instant connection. She was beautiful, smart, and we shared a bunch of common interests. Long story short, we flirted for a few weeks before I finally asked her out, and we've been happily going out since. Now, here comes the problem. About a month ago, my friends and I were planning to hang out, and I invited Alice. While me and Alice are from the same hometown, we met during college, and a majority of our relationship has been during the school year. While we know each other's college friends, we'd never met each other's hometown friends. I know that Alice has really bad social anxiety, so I was hesitant to invite her at first, but when I did ask, she seemed nervous, but really excited. The party seemed to go really well. Alice was smiling and laughing the whole time, and even got to go on a rant about a topic she really liked. When it was over, she even told me while I was taking her home how much she liked my friends. When I asked my friends what they thought of Alice, they all said she seemed nice. All except my best friend, Ruben. When I asked him, he told me that he hated her. I immediately questioned why, hoping it was them not mixing well, as I can acknowledge that Ruben and Alice are complete opposites when it comes to interests and personality. But no, Ruben told me he hated her because of how creepy she is and I was better off dumping her. Now, this threw me off because never once have I considered Alice creepy. 
She's actually the cutest girl I'd ever met and I'd never felt more comfortable around someone as I do around her before I could even ask what he meant He went off on a rant about how uncomfortable she made him and started citing stories I told him about our dates during college stuff like how she'd stare at me without saying anything and just enjoyed looking at me how she'd eat the same meals whenever we went to dinner how unjealous she was when a girl came up and flirted with me or about her deep knowledge of poisons and love for murder mysteries and true crime both of which she could talk about for hours but neither of which she actually talked about at the party he said that while he wrote them off before since they didn't seem to bother me which they don't after meeting her in person and seeing how weird and flighty she was he can tell that she's a secret psycho and will end up either breaking my heart or physically hurting me i tried to explain to him how any weirdness was probably just because she was nervous about meeting them for the first time but no he insisted that we've had friends so's have anxiety before and it was just that she was plain weird i blew him off at first because he sounded freaking crazy alice isn't perfect but she's far from creepy But after two weeks of him telling me to dump her and me getting tired of telling him to drop it I reached out to a few of our friends to prove him wrong But to my surprise they all agreed that alice was creepy Most of them said that the way she spoke really threw them off Which is fair since alice can be weirdly formal sometimes But I didn't notice her doing that at the party at all and typically it's much more funny than unsettling Most of my friends told me it wasn't enough to break up with her since they still genuinely found her sweet and fun to be around But I did have one other friend say it was worth breaking up over and he was just too embarrassed to tell me at first I have no plans of breaking up with alice because all the stuff they're calling creepy I actually find cute when she does but are they right? Is it creepy that she does that stuff? Should I talk to her about it? Should I just tell my friends to f off and ignore their concerns? I feel bad for even questioning about this but with all my friends agreeing it's starting to gnaw at me and i just need some clarification is it actually creepy or are they just being dramatic okay really interesting poster i mean off the bat to answer your initial question op no i don't see any point there in which alice is being creepy at all your friends are obviously being dramatic i just can't work out why what has she done that's creepy here at all apart from shown interest in some niche things Oh wait, everyone does that. If you didn't do that, you would be weird because of how normal you are. I mean, Ruben is listing things like interest in murder mysteries and true crime as weird. Some of the most popular things currently in in kind of online culture. If anyone's weird, it's definitely Ruben here for taking this big of an interest in Alice and I don't really know what his agenda is. Ultimately, even if Alice was like completely creepy, weird, abnormal, just like a disgusting human, If you're happy with her, that is all that matters. But the fact of the matter is that she's not. She seems pretty normal to me, so I don't quite know why this has happened in the first place. But of course, let's, without further ado, get into the update. That is the entire point of this subreddit. This was all resolved a little bit later on. Okay then, let's move on to the update posted nine days later. Wow, thank you all so much for your helpful comments and validation. I'm glad you guys all agree that the stuff Alice is doing wasn't really creepy. Anyway, let's get into the meat of this update. Since I posted originally, I've spoken with each of my friends individually and talked to them about what they said. Pretty much all of them apologized and some even offered to apologize to Alice herself, which at the time I said no to since I didn't really want them interacting with her, but we'll get back into that later. The only one who didn't apologize, as I'm sure you guessed, was Ruben. I want to address some comments suggesting that Ruben could either be attracted to me or maybe even Alice. 
I don't think either of those are true, as Alice is the first girlfriend Ruben has ever acted like this with, even though I've dated plenty of girls, and Alice isn't his usual type. He may still be attracted to her, I mean she is freaking gorgeous, but I've known the guy since third grade, so I know he's pretty picky about the girls he's with. I don't think it's that, I think he's just a major POS. I've known Ruben literally my whole life, since our mums were college friends and moved close to each other when we were young. With so much history, I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt by just asking him to drop it, since I really didn't care if he found her creepy. I really liked her, he'd just have to deal with that if he wanted to continue being friends. But he didn't apologize or even say he was wrong, although he did agree to stop commenting on it. Of course, that isn't perfect, but it works for now, as I consider if I really want to continue to be friends with him. Yesterday, I met up with Alice for a casual date. It wasn't anything fancy, just a home picnic. I have really bad allergies, so we couldn't do it outside. We had some candles and our favorite foods, and we watched movies and dissected our favorite tropes. About halfway through our third movie, Alice brought up Ruben, since she heard about an upcoming car show slash auction her dad told her about, and she remembered me saying that he loved vintage cars and suggested the three of us and a friend of hers who was also into cars could go together so that she could get to know him better. It felt crazy that she suggested this days after mine and Ruben's fight, and it made me feel sick with how sweet she was being to such a jerk. I gave some weak excuses about how she hates car shows and doesn't have to do that, or how Ruben wouldn't be comfortable doing that, but my girlfriend, being the angel she was, said she could tough through it, or even just let me and Ruben go together if he wasn't comfortable with her yet, and she'd even pay for the tickets because it was a private showing. Oh my goodness. Alice is unbelievable, by the way. This was the point I broke and told her everything that happened. She took it really well, just calmly listening while I rambled through my explanation and even ended up apologizing to me about weirding out my friends. I tried to explain that it wasn't her fault and she didn't need to apologize. As a lot of you suspected, she ended up telling me how she believed she was autistic. But since she hadn't gotten an official diagnosis, she wasn't comfortable telling people. After a lot of guilty back and forth between the two of us, she told me she didn't want me cutting off my friends since they did apologize and didn't say anything cruel, just pointed out her neurodivergent tendencies, which aren't an insult to her. But I put my foot down. I for sure will not be bringing her around Ruben anymore and I plan to distance myself from him and my other friends for the time being. She agreed this was fair. She also wants to meet up with my friends who want to apologize to her since they seem genuine in their regrets. Overall, things turned out pretty well and thank you all so much for your inputs. Okay, there we go. Great conclusion. I was a little bit concerned there when all your friends started saying, no, actually, I didn't want to hurt your feelings. But um, yeah, we actually all think she's creepy. I was I was really hoping that wouldn't turn your head. But to be honest, I've got to put myself in that position. If all my friends who I had a lot of trust in were saying that the girl I was seeing was creepy, it would 100% make me think twice. And I guess that's the reason why OP has posted this in the first place. But really? I think that Ruben, you know, he's got, he's got, he's got some form of agenda, as I said earlier. I think he is the one that is perhaps telling your group of friends. Don't think she's so creepy, Alice. Oh, we need to tell OP that he's got to dump her. Again, I've got no idea why, but I'm glad that you've come to that conclusion that Ruben is a POS because to me as, a, as an outsider looking in that is the only reasonable conclusion I can come to as well Like if anything as I said halfway through that story Alice sounds unreal. She sounds great I mean, what a kind person to, to just take all that you're saying and be like, you know what? Okay, how do we how do we sort this? How do we fix this? 
Like, obviously, it's not on her. If anything, she's been really horribly treated. But no, she is so sweet and kind that she's saying, okay, I'm really sorry this has happened. What can we do? Can I pay for Ruben's ticket to, to chat to me and chat to you and try and rekindle this friendship? It's crazy. What a generous person. Yeah, slack off, Ruben. And I hope you and Alice get married, live till 107, and have 75 children. Enjoy that life. A lot of kids, but enjoy that life nonetheless. Am I the jerk for refusing to bleach my hair for a wedding? So, I have a weird problem. And after I told my boyfriend, he told me this sub would be the perfect place to get some help. So I, a 25-year-old woman, am meant to be in the bridal party at my friend Zoe's wedding in December 2024. A couple of days ago, she met with me and the rest of the bridal party to discuss what the plan was for hair, makeup, dresses, etc. At first, it seemed reasonable. She's going for a winter wonderland type of theme. So blue dresses, all in different shades, lined up as a gradient, with silvery accents, snowflake jewelry, and soft makeup. Even blue contacts for those of us without blue eyes. Yeah, the last one's a bit weird, but it's no big deal to me. I've worn color contacts for Halloween. The bit that ended up being an issue for me is that Zoe requested we all get our hair dyed. A couple of members of the bridal group are natural blondes with dyed ends, and so is Zoe, but she wants to go platinum for the wedding. But the rest of us are two brunettes, a strawberry blonde, she wasn't blonde enough, and a redhead. I'm one of the brunettes, and I'm the only one in the group who has never dyed or bleached their hair. I've considered it, but I can never stay settled on what I want to do, and I'd hate to spend money on something that I end up hating. On top of that, my mum, from ages 5 to 13, flat ironed my hair almost every single day. It really damaged my hair. I'm almost certain it's resulted in my hair being thinner than it used to be. I know that bleaching can also damage your hair, and I don't feel comfortable taking that risk yet. I told Zoe I wouldn't be able to dye my hair. She insisted it would be fine, as my hair seemed quite healthy, and she would be paying for the bleaching treatments for all of us. I again said no. Thanks so much, but I can't. I asked if I could just wear a wig, and she said no, that wigs are cheap and unnatural, and she wants us to have our real hair bleached instead of some cheap imitation for the day. After more back and forth, she told me I should go home and think about the fact that I'm ruining her vision, and that I'd be ruining the photos and wedding video that she and her fiancé will be putting together for his grandparents to view since they won't be able to fly in from Argentina. I apologized, paid for my meal, and left. I really don't want to dye my hair, but I also don't want to ruin Zoe's picture-perfect day. I don't think I'm being difficult or wrong here, but am I? Okay, off the bat, I've got to say this sounds absolutely ridiculous. Dyeing your hair, bleaching your hair for someone's wedding, demanding that your bridesmaids do that, very, very odd. I mean, by all means, have a theme, sure. Have whatever color dresses you want. But demanding that your bridesmaids dye or bleach their hair, that's a bit much, isn't it? Also, OP, you are completely right. I, I know firsthand. I bleached my hair a few years ago for a forfeit. I'll put a picture on screen for those of you that didn't know this. Uh, yeah, it looks pretty crazy. But it did damage my hair. Like, my hair felt bad. It felt like hay during the process, like, during having that hair. And even afterwards, when my hair naturally grew out again, this color, it didn't feel great. It still felt, like, straw-like, hay-like. There definitely is lasting damage done. So I do not blame you at all, OP. But, of course, this is our slash best of. Let's get in to the first update. All right, so this comes nine days after the original post. I met with Zoe yesterday afternoon and we talked things over. I pointed out a lot of things that were brought up in the comments and presented them as the concerns of me and a couple of friends of mine. And not the concerns of the millions that saw it online. 
Well, it turns out that she was part of those millions. Someone sent her one of the TikToks that my Reddit post was read in, and she's been thinking about things. She told me she felt a little embarrassed about this all being out there online, even if nobody knew who we are, and I apologized. I explained that I really didn't have many people who weren't involved in the wedding to speak with about this, and I needed the advice. She also apologized and said that she realizes now that the bleaching was a completely out-of-line request. She said that since she's only bleached her hair once, and because she's naturally blonde to begin with, she didn't know anything about the process for bleaching dark hair. I didn't know it would be so difficult, take so long, and could cause so much damage. She said looking back, knowing what she knows now, she feels like she was a huge female dog. I reassured her that she wasn't, she was just uneducated and passionate about something, and we clashed. We hugged it out and things are good now. About the wigs, there will be none. She's scrapping the group blonde idea. I convinced her that she would stand out far better if her whole bridal party wasn't blonde and that dark hair and red hair would work amazingly with her winter theme. The contacts are also being scrapped unless any of us decide we want to use them. They're a very piercing blue and kind of cool looking. About the grandparents, Zoe said Frank's family in Argentina isn't of German descent, so nothing to wonder or argue about. She was, however, horrified when she put all those pieces together and thought about how it looked. She'd really been thinking Elsa vibes, not Aryan Nation vibes, and that embarrassed her more than the story being out there by itself. She didn't even know Nazis fled to South America after World War II. Zoe has officially messaged everyone in the bridal party to let them know about the change of plans and to apologize for the outburst and the stress this put on everyone. She's also very excited for us to all come up with a new hair and makeup look and to go dress shopping. Also, those who asked if the groomsmen were being held to the same standard, I don't know. And after finally getting this whole fiasco over with, I didn't care to ask. Zoe and I have made up and everything is fine now. Sorry if this update wasn't the crazy story everyone was looking forward to. Okay, seems like a pretty standard ending, right? Um, well, you'd be wrong. Because although that is the end of the updates, there was one more edit that was posted at the start of this month, October. And it might just blow your mind. Let's get into that. So here is that edit. I considered whether or not I should post this because I feel genuinely freaking awful. But I think I need to just get it out there. Zoe's wedding has been cooled off. The engagement has been broken and there's no telling if Zoe and Frank will even have a relationship at the end of this. To keep things short, this is all secondhand from Zoe via text. Zoe went to Frank the next day to talk to him about everything. He'd been gone until the morning after she and I met up due to a work thing. Turns out three of his groomsmen, including the best man, have already started the bleaching process. It went well for two of them as they were both pretty light haired, though not quite blonde. His best man, Brandon, however, has orange hair now. It's not terrible, but it's not great either. In addition, it's patchy because he did it at home with a buddy while they were both drinking, and now he has to go into a salon to get it fixed. Plus, his hair already feels fried. Frank told Zoe that since half his side has taken the plunge, and because it effed up Brandon's hair, for the moment, that the rest of the bridal party, and he apparently singled me out by name, need to suck it the frick up and get it done. This resulted in a huge argument. Zoe called off the wedding and Frank ended the engagement. Zoe is sleeping at her parents' place and they've not spoken since. I feel awful. I know I have a right to boundaries and autonomy and stuff. I know this isn't my fault, but I feel like if I'd never made such a big deal out of things and just gone through with it, this never would have happened. Well, just when I thought we were gonna have a couple of chilled updates there, no. 
Uh, it's actually an edit this time, which destroys everything. OP, I do have to say though, don't for one second think that any of this is your fault. If these people, this couple, Zoe and Frank, were gonna break up because of dyeing their hair or bleaching their hair, then I'm pretty sure they would have broken up eventually anyway. I mean, come on, if they're that fragile in their relationship, then it wasn't gonna last. I wouldn't blame you. If anything, you've probably done them both a favor because if you're breaking up over someone dyeing their hair and not liking it, then um, yeah, it's not looking good for your future. Let's be completely honest. But there we go. Uh, what a start to this one. Let's get in to our second best of post. My boyfriend of eight years told me he wanted to open our relationship. I am a 28 year old woman and I met my boyfriend who is 29 many years ago through some friends. He was living in another place on the other side of the country. We instantly took a liking to each other and became boyfriend and girlfriend. In the first year of our relationship, it was distance. Both agreed that after I finished my schooling, I would go and live with him. I had to leave behind everything. Friends and family, a perfect job offering with an amazing salary with this company that I'd interned in in previous years, which I loved by the way, but I thought that he was worth it. So I moved to where he lives and everything was good. We talked about our future. Both agreed we get married at 30. We focused on our jobs and ourselves. We fought, but could never be mad at each other for longer than a few hours. We bought a house together with a nice yard the perfect home for our future together. Last night, while we were eating dinner, my boyfriend told me he wanted to talk about something. I said, all right, and we proceeded into the conversation. He started off by saying that he loved me and that I'm perfect to him. I thought he was going to propose to me. Instead, he told me that he is polyamorous, that he just realized that and that he wanted to open our relationship. I asked if I did anything wrong for him wanting to open the relationship, wondering if I didn't satisfy him enough emotionally and sexually. He said no, and then it's just who he is. I told him that I only believed in monogamy. I can't personally see myself with anyone but him. He told me that I was being ignorant when I told him I only wanted him. I backtracked into what I was saying and asked him if he'd already thought of another woman that he wants instead of me. He tried to deny it, but he said there was a woman that he'd met, that she's also Polly, that they never did anything and that I shouldn't worry about it. But I couldn't believe it. I didn't know what to say, so I finished dinner in silence. That night, I chose to sleep in the guest room. I couldn't bear to look at him. I started thinking of all the things and opportunities I'd missed, like my dream job, my friends, missing life achievements of my nieces and nephews, and not spending enough time with my mother before she passed away. All of the eight years I had just went away. They left a sour taste in my mouth. I regret the life I had in the past eight years. I keep thinking of who would have been, what I would be doing. This morning, he didn't go to work because he felt like trash because I slept separately. So we talked about everything and I told him that I cannot be with someone like him, that I didn't want to enter an open relationship. I told him I wanted to leave. He started crying and said he couldn't change who he is. Why would I say that I regret our time together? I told him because he'd wasted it and our future together has just disappeared. I told him it would take me time to learn to not love him anymore. I thanked him for the past eight years together. He said he takes it all back and that he'll stop talking to the other girl, that he doesn't want our relationship to end, but I can't do that to someone I love. I cannot hold someone back from becoming who they are. If he is, Polly, I don't care, but it's just not who I am. I've packed all the things that I own. I'm gonna move back home, live with a friend. I applied for a job that I actually like. I'm sort of embarrassed to admit to family and friends why our relationship ended because it feels like I wasn't good enough for him. I feel like I wasted my 20s 
for him. Okay, that is the original post. Now, before we get into the update, first of all, here are some relevant comments that are very pertinent to this story. Someone asked, I wonder if he is also okay with you seeing other people. And Opie replied, when I asked him how he would feel if I saw others and bringing other men into our home, he said he wouldn't mind and that we wouldn't bring a new person into our bedroom, but into a guest room, which felt super icky. Another comment, which to be fair is quite a obvious one, but maybe they didn't actually ever have this conversation. Someone said, did you never have the monogamous first poly talk? OP replied, the only talk we had was about us, marriage and children only. I never had the desire to pursue anyone in eight years. It was only him. I know what Polly is. I understand it, but it's not for me. Yeah, you know what? I kind of agree with that. I think it's a pretty niche thing to be polyamorous. The majority of people aren't polyamorous. So surely if you're talking about children, marriage, the future with just you two, yeah, it makes sense that you wouldn't outright ask that question. It's kind of implied monogamy in general, right? So then let's get on to the update. This was posted a month later, the beginning of this month again, October the 1st. I thought I'd give an update of what happened. It's been well over a month since my ex-boyfriend wanted to open our relationship. I've moved away and now I have my own place. My new job is much better than my last one. Everything's been good for me. Spending a lot of time with family. When we told our mutual friends and our families why we ended our relationship, They thought it was a trashy situation and they just joined my side. About the house that I've recently purchased with my ex, we decided to put it up for sale and split everything evenly. I haven't talked to him since we broke up, but I've heard that he started dating the girl he told me about, which I knew was coming, so I wasn't really surprised. I'm not really in the mood for dating at the moment. I'll probably take more time for myself. In the end, I'm happy. I've learned a lot and everything has been good. You know, sometimes I wonder with these stories, right? how how can you be with someone for eight years and then suddenly out of nowhere they just do this they just spring this surprise on you surely after eight years of being with someone you you must be able to feel as if you really know them yet how can you if they end up doing something like this it's insane to me i also do think or kind of worry slash wonder whether this guy is even polyamorous at all or he just used it as an excuse because he was emotionally cheating on you with this woman kind of proven by the fact well at least the fact that he was emotionally cheating on you that very soon after you guys break up after you leave he's dating the woman i mean normally after an eight-year relationship you'd have a little bit of time off right they say that it takes half the length of a relationship to get over that relationship but no he's straight back on the horse i think that shows his true intentions also i need to just kind of remind myself here he called her ignorant because she identified as monogamous and wasn't happy that he was poly what that's the sort of bloke that we're dealing with here really so in that case yeah i kind of understand why op is saying at the end that she is happy because you're never really going to be happy with that bloke long term if if you stay with him for sure and at least now you know and you can move on with your life yeah it's tough I wouldn't see it as wasting your 20s or those eight years, but it's crazy. Out of nowhere, yeah, I get it. It does feel like those eight years or at least that eight-year relationship was for nothing. I want to call off my wedding because my husband is embarrassed about my culture. Hi, I really need some advice. I'm 26 years old and I'm getting married to my husband who is 28. I'm from a small village and I moved to the US five years ago. That's important because in such a short amount of time, I'm not assimilated to the US culture and I'm still very involved in mine. When I met my husband, a few weeks into us dating, he told me he was going to marry me, as a joke. But I told him how marriage works in my culture and he praised how beautiful it was. Fast forward to now, 
We agreed on doing two weddings, one in my culture and the other an American wedding. In my village, when you get married, both spouses get a gold bangle sort of thing, equivalent to a wedding ring. There's a ceremony and party for that as well. It's molded onto your wrist and it can't come off unless you use like a saw or something like that. During my traditional wedding, I received a gift of these fruits that I ate back home that are truly my favorite, but I haven't been able to find them in the US. My husband joked that he was not looking forward to smelling them every day, which is fine because I hate the smell of sausages, but it's something he loves. I stayed back home for a week because I'd missed it and my husband came home early to prepare for the American wedding. I came home on the Monday, but didn't see my husband since he had work and by the time he finished, I was sleeping. We had dinner last night and I saw that he didn't have his bangle on. He told me he thought it was just for the party. I explained to him again how important it is to me and he said that I couldn't seriously expect him to wear it all the time. I asked him why not and he told me it made him look unprofessional. I got upset with him and left. He ended up calling me to explain how it holds no cultural significance to him. So I rebutted, asking him if he was fine with me not wearing a wedding ring as it holds no cultural significance to me. He got a bit upset and gave me a lecture on how if we were in my country, he'd wear it. I feel so turned off and uninterested in this relationship that I am now thinking of calling off the wedding. Now, just a quick edit as well before we get into some relevant comments. Opie has said that he did know he'd have to wear it permanently. We talked about this in the early stages of us dating and several times leading up to now when I've had family members get married and when he proposed. Also, he works from home with occasional in-person meetings. Oh, wow. So even if you were saying it's unprofessional because you don't want to wear it in front of clients or something, which is completely ridiculous anyway, you're at home most of the time. You could just not put it on Zoom. Unbelievable. Right, so here are some comments from people on the original post. Someone said, how did your husband remove his bangle? Opie replied, he went to a shop and they cut it off. Someone else asked, is there any compromise here? Like a smaller or thinner golden bracelet that can be more easily hidden under a shirt sleeve instead of a bangle? Or him wearing an American wedding ring only while you only wear the bangle? I feel like in most cross-cultural relationships, you have to bend and find ways to compromise. Opie said, I don't mind compromising, but when we had the discussion of what the marriage process would be like, he was fully on board. They take mine, the bangle I already have that was given to me by my parents. The gold then gets reused to make for the one that my husband gives me. Had I known he wasn't okay with it, I would have just preferred to keep the one I already had. But he reassured me he was okay with it and was excited throughout the whole process. And then one final comment. We don't have context on your whole relationship, so I'm not going to jump in and give a strong opinion one way or another. But I'm less concerned about the bangle itself and more concerned that he pretended to be into the idea and then changed his tune once it was too late. Yes, that is the entire point. I completely agree. You don't seem to believe this was a misunderstanding. If it had been, then it might be worth finding a compromise. But pretending to be on board with the thing, then pretending not to have understood that it was important to you and downplaying it while insisting he gets his way, that reeks of some really unhealthy conflict resolution dynamics. Look back over your relationship and see if you can spot a pattern of this behavior. The gaslighting, the I didn't think it was a big deal, and especially any, well, really, my hurtful behavior is your fault or problem. Those are serious red flags, and if there are more instances of them, then I think it's worth following your instincts. OP replies, I wish I could pin this comment because this is literally it. Throughout all of the years we've been together, he knew about this, and he was always so happy about it and complimented many things about my culture. 
He was excited before the ceremony and even after when they left He kept sending me pictures of her like I was fully convinced he was happy Had he even talked to me about removing it? I would feel a bit different But he went and did it himself and didn't even think to mention it when he saw me and I had to notice it for myself Above all he told me how I couldn't have seriously thought he'd wear it Like what and there we go. That is it for the original post But then just 11 days later we got this update So I ended up texting him that morning that I was ready to talk and he came to my hotel a few minutes later I explained to him how I felt about him cutting off his bangle without talking to me and especially after he told me he would wear it Now just to explain this a little bit further in my culture parents cut off pieces of theirs to mull together for their children This bangle then gets reshaped for my husband So it's generations and generations that got passed down to mine that is now destroyed I explained that if I knew he didn't plan on wearing it We could have just bought him a new gold one instead of using mine So I could keep mine intact and be able to give it to my children Or we could have made one that can come off and such And if he told me that there was no way he'd ever wear it on any occasion Then we could have gone our separate ways He apologized and explained that he didn't think he'd have to wear it every day I reminded him that he'd known this for years And I also reminded him the countless times that i've reassured him it was fine if he didn't want to Yet he told me he would i'd like to note here that he got to design his and we made it really thin and small Where he could wear his watches and it wouldn't show I asked him to show me the bangle. So we ended up going to his house I don't know if the person he went to was bad at his job or what but they literally melted it It was cut in several different pieces. So my original design is completely ruined It probably doesn't make sense to you guys, but that is really upsetting to me No, it makes complete sense. That is just awful to hear. I did entertain the idea of maybe he was teased or something, but he assured me it wasn't that, and he just didn't think it was that serious. I explained that he was basically divorcing me, and he said that I don't have to wear mine either. He got angry with me and kept insisting that I was making a big deal out of nothing. I explained how, bangle aside, he lied to me about something for four years and then undermined me right after we got married. He failed to communicate to me something so important and doesn't see how hurtful that is to me That in my opinion guys is the whole point He ended up going on a tangent about how unprofessional it looks when I reminded him that he's been in the same job this whole time And it's something he never brought up also not to mention he works from home and only has biannual in-person meetings Where obviously it's formal so it wouldn't be seen in the first place. There was a lot of back and forth. Wow Biannual in-person meetings. I thought it would be like once a week or something not twice a year He got angry with me and kept insisting I was making a big deal out of nothing I ended up taking an uber home and the same day I went and got mine removed I returned it to him since he bought it along with his ring and I took my bangle with me I called my parents to see if they can make me another one It's not the same because i've had mine my whole life My dad called my husband and wanted an explanation for what he'd done I guess the conversation didn't go well because my father immediately started mourning my marriage with my mother and agreed to send me a new one I told him that we'd have to pause on the american wedding Which after trying to change my mind he did give in to because I wanted to talk more about what other things He doesn't think are serious. I left to come back to my house I live in a different state only four to five hours away driving He was supposed to take me but he wouldn't respond to my texts all of the night before And since I needed to be home for work, I called his friend who couldn't get in contact with him either So he ended up buying me a ticket home and drove me to the airport the next day 
He drove over to my house two nights ago and he kept apologizing for everything He told me that he would rewear it and will get it fixed But honestly all of the designs are ruined and if he wore it now It wouldn't really change the fact that I know how he truly feels about it So I can't even enjoy it anymore I had a list of things that we talked about in the past and agreed to and I just wanted to revisit them I asked for full honesty and we did end up taking some things off that he agreed to in the past and admitted to not fully agreeing to which just didn't make me feel better like I hoped it would because now I'm rethinking our whole relationship as if everything else might have been a lie. He's insisted that he's not going back home until we fix this but I'm not optimistic. I feel like I've said everything I needed to say and now I've got nothing else to say. He's staying at a hotel nearby and has been coming down every day trying to talk But he's not really saying anything new and he just keeps repeating the same thing My dad posted pictures of me with my old bangle implying that I was single He's been sending me numbers of men that he wants me to talk to I have removed pictures of my traditional wedding from all of my social media I don't expect people to understand since many of you have been stuck on just the bracelet alone But I did receive some good feedback and writing this makes me feel a bit better Since there isn't really anyone I can talk about this to Also in the same way that if he had a problem and waited this long and then tried to secretly remove it without talking to me Imagine he had a big problem with me in the future and then lied to me that everything is fine Only to randomly get divorced even though I didn't know there was an issue to begin with up until then okay that is the end of the post let's finish things off with a couple of comments someone asked so do you guys not live together op says no i wanted to wait until we were fully married to do any marriage things you know we live in states a few hours away from each other and we visit each other a lot we did plan on moving in together after the american wedding as we already got a house and then one final comment you mentioned that he lived four to five hours from you but also worked from home and only had to go to in-person work meetings bi-annually was it an option for him to move to your state opie replies i used to live in his state i moved to my current state for work i planned on moving to his state after we're married Our house was being built there so it made sense for him to stay and handle that and plus I don't want to live together until marriage So it didn't make sense for him to move here and have to find himself another place. So there we go That is the end of that one. Wow. I mean, yeah, the whole point I think as I was saying and agreeing with op and some of the comments going along is that if your husband can lie about something like this and and say oh what i didn't i didn't know this i didn't think i'd have to wear the bangle come on you can't really have expected me to wear this bangle for the rest of my life even though we've talked about it for the previous four years and i've openly admitted or maybe really lied about really appreciating your culture and saying yeah i can't wait to do this oh i can't wait to have a wedding you know for me and then a wedding for you and in in my culture and then your culture what else may happen in the future what else could he lie about that is i think the main takeaway here how can you trust somebody the man that you're going to marry the man that you have married by the way well you've had half of the marriages who is just blatantly lied to your face for the previous four years and then has actually said you know what no i don't want to do this again i completely agree with your, your final point here it's not just about the bracelet it's about other things that could come up in the future. How do you know if he even likes you at this point? Like, you, you're going to have so many questions going through your head. I don't know how you ever trust him again, and I don't know how you move forward. Do you agree with me, guys? Get in the comments down below. But that is my overarching conclusion. I mean, the main thing that sticks out is saying he told me it looks unprofessional, but then he goes into work twice a year. I mean, that's just clear BS. That argument, that whole kind of sentence makes zero sense 
if he's coming up with absolute trash and just rubbish like that to, to try and kind of make an excuse as to why he doesn't want to wear it, then once again, what other stupid excuses is he going to make up for other things that he doesn't want to do? Like, oh, I cheated on you, but my excuse was mm, I was actually really hungry at the time and a woman offered to make me some food and then I ended up accidentally having sex with her. You know, that's the level here. Really, that is a level. Because if you think that a bangle looks unprofessional on a Zoom call where you never put your hands on the screen, I mean, imagine I did this in a video. Oh, say what? That watch is a bit unprofessional. Can't be wearing that anymore. Then you're just an idiot. I'm sorry, you just are. I am an 18-year-old woman, and I've apparently been dating my best friend, a 19-year-old man, for an entire year, but I didn't know until today. I need help asking him about it. This is going to be such a suffering from successful post, but bear with me for a second. I've known him for five years, different classes and courses, but the same friend group. Over time, he's genuinely become one of the best people I know, and it's only getting better every day. I can't lie and say he's not my type, Nerdy, charming, sweet, funny, flirty with the right amount of awkward. He comes to pick me up from class, plays hockey without being a douchebag to the skaters, and most importantly, gets treats for my cats. Multiple strangers have mistaken us for a couple, even close people like our friends, professors, and worst of all, my family. He's kind of perfect, but I've never even thought of putting the moves on him. He's never shown romantic interest in me. We're friends, nothing more. Or that's what I thought. Today, he was spending the afternoon at my dorm, something he started about a year ago now. We're laying on my bed, mindlessly watching Sonic cartoons, when he says, verbatim, So baby, where do you want to go this Friday? Matter of fact, this is the first time I've been called baby by him, so that kind of shocked me. Instead of asking why, I froze and was just like, what's happening Friday? He turns to me and kisses me. Again, first time thing with us. He hugs my waist and goes, our one year anniversary, idiot. I'm making reservations. At this point, I'm frozen. I genuinely don't know what to say. I'm gobsmacked. The dude I thought was my best friend, who never even showed interest in the dating thing, is under the idea that we've been dating for a whole year. I'm silent while he continues hugging me and scrolling on his phone, racking my brain thinking about what to tell him when his phone starts ringing. It's his mum, who he puts on speaker, and she actually goes, Hi, are you still with your girlfriend? Oh, so now his mum thinks we're dating too? He tells her yes and asks why she called. She asks for his help with private stuff I won't divulge here, but he turns to me and goes, sorry, I'll be back in a bit, sweetheart. I just nodded. I was just like, all right, see you in a bit. No questions, no screaming, just acceptance. He gets up to put on his sneakers and leans down to kiss me again, which I just accept at this point. It's a nice kiss, despite the fact that my mind is somewhere else. He leaves and I get a text from his coach. Tell boyfriend's name to come tomorrow at seven. He'll only listen if it's you. What do you mean only me? You're the responsible adult tasked with training these hockey players. Why do you depend on me bringing him to you? But that led me to a rabbit hole of finding out who knows we're dating. Apparently, the majority of the people I talk to think we're dating. Or if I'm being correct here, know we're dating and just have never mentioned it to me. I don't think it's a prank solely on the fact that his mum called me his girlfriend. They don't have the closest relationship. She is a very traditional, conservative, and religious Korean woman. Always serious and does not play around. When she realized early on that her son did not agree with many of her opinions, she stopped caring for him to the fullest, only keeping it civil for the rest of the family and friends. There's nothing he could have done to have her go along with something like this. 
especially when she wants him to marry young with a nice korean girl which i'm not also he just doesn't seem like the guy to play with people like this he might be dumb and oblivious but not horrible i don't know what to do now i mean he's a great guy don't get me wrong and if the last five years are anything to go by he would be or is a great boyfriend maybe even the future a husband but i've never looked at him that way so i can't say i love him when this occurred it was like the glass shattered and i saw how differently he looked at me how he talked and acted stuff that never changed since the beginning but for some reason i've never noticed i can't sit here and pretend i love him like that I wasn't thinking about him in that sense all this time but on the other side i don't want to hurt him he clearly thinks we've been together for that long so he has to have strong feelings for me and i don't want to step on them and scar him like that i can't just keep dating him though something that i've apparently been doing for a year i could learn to love him eventually it wouldn't take much to be honest but it wouldn't be fair to him or me in my defense who dates someone and just doesn't ask them about it If the roles were reversed and a year ago something happened where I was like, oh my, I love him. This was probably a date. We're probably dating right now. I would have confirmed with him or at the very least said something for the following year, not only at the one year mark. I just don't know what to do. I'm scared and angry, disappointed in myself for not recognizing the situation sooner. I feel like I'm stuck between the sword and the wall. The last thing I want is to hurt him, but I also don't want to lie to him. How should I go on about this with him? Now, my immediate thoughts are that this may be possibly the most unbelievable friend zoning that I've ever come across. So unbelievable, in fact, that you didn't even know it was going on. And that just makes it even funnier. Like, it's very harsh on this guy. I don't know if he's just being strange. I completely agree with OP. Like, you would always ask, or at least, like, you'd know you're dating, wouldn't you? You wouldn't just say after a year, hey baby, it's our one year anniversary. And they're like, what's going on? But anyway, as I said, this is best operator to updates. So let's see what happens next. Actually, before we jump into the update, first of all, there are a couple of relevant comments from this user, Wish Gullible, who actually asked some great questions. I can understand the not kissing, they say, from a religious point of view. I can understand the take it slow from a purely conservative dating standpoint. But I cannot, on the other hand, understand why you have no pet names for each other? Is anyone from Korea? How do you guys do stuff over there? Maybe it's a cultural thing though, and a year was long enough to move the relationship along. How does he pinpoint the anniversary? Did anything change one year ago, OP? And then OP replied, I'm white and he wasn't born in Korea, but his family still holds traditions even in a foreign country. There were no pet names, Because there was no relationship, it was never even suggested. Nothing really changed a year ago, worth noting. I went back to check on messages and Google Photos. Nothing important. I've already sent him a message to meet up after practice, and he said yes. So, I'll have a talk with him soon. And then, a couple of days later, we get this update. Turns out, he's just dumb and sad. Or maybe crazy and psychotic. I did give him way too much benefit of the doubt. I read a lot of comments and messages that were sent to me privately on what I should do. Big thank you to everyone. The majority of you were nice and helpful. Also, big sorry for the sweet lady wishing me a happy future marriage. Not happening soon. And to the people saying it was fake, if I'd created a good love story, I would have sold it to Netflix or HBO Max or Wattpad instead of being a loser and asking Reddit for fake help. Hey, I'll be honest with you. People do that. So, uh, yeah. I brought it up to my psychiatrist and I showed her the Reddit post I made. A few of the messages I've received and she basically had the attitude of, hey, remember that great guy? Well, he's a POS now. So let's learn about moving on and not reminiscing on a broken friendship, which I think is the best way to go on about this. 
Now, to be honest, I don't remember much because I wanted to cry from the moment he started talking. Also, I was quiet and only spoke very little because I did not want to make it a bigger scene than it already was. I just let him talk for a few hours and then dipped. Towards the end, he was shouting and unpredictable. People were looking and I just wanted to go home. I decided that we should meet up in a public space. Before his practice, I sent him a text and asked if he wanted to meet up at a coffee shop that we both know. He called, said yes, and you sound serious. Should I be worried? To which I said, honestly, yes, you should. He told me then to stop joking and then went on to his practice. Fast forward a couple of hours. I'm sitting there and he comes in, sits in front of me and thanks me for the food I ordered him. We start eating. I'm a nervous wreck and he realizes, which led to him asking, are you really okay? You didn't seem good a while ago. And from what you said, I'm actually worried now. So I lay it out on him. I ask him why he thinks we're dating. Why does everyone else? And what led to him thinking that? Now he's just quiet and I'm just looking at him, not saying anything. Stuff after this is a bit fuzzy because I just wanted to cry. This next stuff came very out of the blue for me as well. It's just kind of weird looking back on it. He says something like, I didn't really think we could actually date if I asked you up front. To which I said, that's how relationships usually work though. You ask? To which this led him on a tangent about women in general. Opinions that he shared with me and said to my eyes with no regrets. What I saw in front of me was no longer my best friend of five years. It was a boy who grew up to be a man and to have a very damaging idea of women. Stuff that I could assign to immaturity, but he had nicer things to say when he was 14 than what he was saying to me now. I just interrupted him and asked what led him to think about women this way, since he never let his family, most predominantly his mother, influence him into these antiquated ideas. To be honest, I don't think even the most conservative women in the world would say what he said, but his mother still has some not so nice beliefs about women. He was quiet for a while and that did give me some pity until he opened that mouth of his again. You know, there's these podcasts. Oh my days. What a time to plug my podcast. Guys, if you didn't know, I also post these YouTube videos on all podcast platforms. And let me tell you, I'm not as bad as this guy, in my opinion. It's up to you to judge. Give me a five-star review. Let's carry on. Anyway, that let me know everything I needed to. Oh, so you're a Tate fanboy now. He starts arguing and yelling that it's not him, but that they know what's right and wrong, how things should be. And to be honest, I'm not really listening to him at this point. I just want to get out of there and cry. I'm listening, but nothing is registering. Some of the milder things he started yelling are about women and our relationship with food and how we should have a limited amount how we're so vulnerable and emotional, ready to blame men for everything, and how we start yelling at every minute inconvenience, which is funny in hindsight. How menstrual stuff was a hoax, and that I was no doubt lying when I couldn't walk from my period pains because I wanted his attention, and that no girl can possibly feel a greater pain than a man. He also said that when we're talking about his course, something to do with car parts, it was not cute and sweet of me, let alone women in general, to act dumb and pretend I'm clueless because that does not make me more appealing. I genuinely though don't freaking know how a car works. My freaking bad. I tell him that if this is all a big joke, it's not funny. He interrupts me and talks about how he listens to these men but doesn't tell anyone because he knows that me and our friends wouldn't agree. He tells me that I'm not a perfect woman, whatever that means, but that he still would like to date me but couldn't tell me because I'd say no and ruin his fantasy 
Hmm. I'm crying now and people are noticing. So I just want to get out of there immediately. I tell him, not verbatim, but along these lines. You're so freaking stupid. You genuinely could have dated me if only you'd asked. You could have had everything, but you started listening to opinions of guys who have nothing. How sad can you be to pull a stunt like this instead of asking like a normal person? He starts yelling that I'm wrong and they know what is right. Starting a whole rant that I don't have the strength to listen to. I stand up, start walking, and he grabs my arm. More people are staring. I tell him to let go, and he only does when I threaten to call the police. I left telling him to never speak to me again. I'm now home. I've blocked him on everything and told some friends what happened. They were all shocked by how he acted and what he said. One guy did tell me he was always easy to influence, though. I asked why they thought we were dating, and they told me it was how he acted like a couple. I guess that one is on me. But that's combined with the fact that he told them yes when they asked. And since the behavior checked out, they just never thought to talk about it with me. I'm not responding to any of them right now. To be honest, I'm moving cities in a few months with my family. I used to cry about it nonstop because I'd have to leave all my friends here, including him. And that was the last thing I wanted. But now I'm kind of glad I don't have to worry about bumping into him. I just feel distraught. Like that was a nice friendship. It was a pillar of my childhood. And now it's just gone. He said and did some nasty things, even if it was in the span of a few hours. If up until moving, he comes up to me personally or tries to pick me up from class, I'll repeat that I do not want him in my life anymore. If push comes to shove, I'll call the police. Not that I think they'd do anything. I'm also sharing my location with both my older brother and father. Yes, it might be a bit delusional and not needed, but you never know. He was a great guy and we did have a good friendship up until he decided to view women as objects and date one without asking because he deserves it. I just can't stop crying. I really thought I knew him and for him to be able to spew those words and opinions at me like that, stuff he's always been against from what I remember, it was shocking. It's only been a few hours, but it's already weird not having that constant text or call happening. I feel like it's kind of empty, but I don't want someone like that next to me. The worst for me is that I see no change. He has no sisters and his mother does somewhat think that way as well. And so does his father. Maybe coach could help, but I don't know. I just feel betrayed, I guess. It feels stupid to say, but it's true. I mean, I get men like this every single day. Every girl does. It goes from professors who know me to drivers who are seeing me for the first time. Comments vary from just telling me I'm pretty to more gruesome stuff. I'm used to it. I just never expected it to be someone so close to me that I trusted. I don't know when he started thinking like this, but now it has me feeling all gross and dirty. If he thinks like this about me and never said it, I don't even want to know what he thinks about our mutual trans friend. What his opinions are actually like when he's always been nice and respectful to her. It does help me chuckle a bit that some of the things he said were just so textbook misogyny that it seems he learned them on a Joker Sigma Instagram account. That is so stupid, it's kind of hilarious if you omit the part where he said that R is not a real problem. Wow, he went to those lengths? That is nuts. So that is that. I thought I had a nice friend by my side, but guess not. Never trust a guy. Even if you grew up with him, they'll disappoint you eventually. And there we go. That is the end of that one. I can't say I completely agree with that last sentence, but I will say and, and seed that guys like this do give 
other normal men and nice people, guys, a bad rep. And uh, yeah, there's not really too much that we can do about that. To be honest, I got into this story and I was thinking that it was going to be kind of funny. Like a guy getting let down after just really thinking that someone was actually his girlfriend for a year with her just having no idea. And although that is kind of what transpired, in reality... I don't know. Are we just seeing the destruction of a lot of men personified, exemplified in this one guy due to TikTok and YouTube shorts, I even say, and people like Andrew Tate just giving people the wrong impression? I don't know. That's up to you. Let me know in the comments down below. What do you reckon? Do you think misogyny is getting worse because of the internet? I'm all ears. I'm all ears myself. Personally, I probably think it is. So guys, that is going to do it for this episode. This special movie-length episode of r slash best of Redditor updates. Really hope you enjoyed it. If you did and you've sat through the entire thing, no matter if you were watching, listening, I don't care what you were doing. Chilling out, gardening, you know, sleeping, whatever. Thank you. It's very much appreciated. And uh, yeah, I love you for it. If you want more best of content straight away, I've left a link down below to a playlist of all my episodes. And if not, well, subscribe to the channel because tomorrow I'm going to be hitting you with another movie.